Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 136. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Oh, hoi hoi. And brand new guest, Abby Gallagher. Hi, everyone. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Abby, you're new to the podcast. We like to ask our first-time guests, what is your Simpsons history? Where did the show begin with you? Well, I didn't actually start to watch the show till I was about six years old. There was one night when I was at my dad's house and my stepsister's cousins were there and insisted on watching The Simpsons on a Friday night, even though I normally watched Burke's Backyard at that point. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I know, hindsight. Hosted <laughs> by nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then they put on Hurricane Nettie and that was the episode that was on. And I was laughing at it, but the reason that episode sticks out in my mind is the scene where Lisa's confused to be a pineapple in the store... <laughs> I actually got really scared and thinking, oh no, she's going to be put in a pie. And then the next scene, she was there with the family. I'm like, how did they get her back? Like, how did that even work? <laughs> you know, six-year-old me overthinking things. Yep. And then from then on, I was I was just hooked. And like, I'm one of those people that will, you know, 95% of what I say is a Simpsons quote. Mm-hmm. Um, Delightful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what we like to hear. Diehard fan. Mm-hmm. But um, on the other side, where did the show end with you? Do you remember where you dropped off with the series? I think probably around about season 15. Yeah. I still will argue there are a couple of good episodes in season 15. Mm-hmm. I will I will say that any day of the week there's a couple of them, like the President War Pearls, for instance. Oh, really? That's one we did not like. <laughs> oh, really? I, uh, I, I'm a musical theatre person. I was about so... to say, with the concession that we were really not familiar with the, uh, Evita. The it musical, was actually quite so... clever. Uh, okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of Evita either, but mm. it was actually you very clear. You at least clear. got the references. I, I, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. of course they did. Yeah, so around about, around about season 15, so like 2003, 2004, when I was like 12 or so. Yeah, so you don't think you've watched any of the new HD era, 16.9? I think the only one I watched was one of the Halloween specials with Homer as the fat in the hat. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. That was atrocious. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I'm not sure which one's worse. Is that or the Mike Myers movie of The Cat in the Hat? But <laughs> I've written blogs about that, so. Yep. <laughs> There's a showdown. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers and Homer. Who did it worse? Mm. Well, Homer even said at the end, please don't let me ever be played by Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And we just showed you one now. And this, this episode from the HD era was season 24, episode 15, Black-Eyed Please. First released in March of 2013. God, that was a bad pun. Uh, directed by Matthew Schofield. Written by John Frink. Ah, God. <laughs> so he's on he's on the shit list. God it, damn it, Frink. He, he used to be good. And now he's made his way to the shit list. Mm. <laughs> in this episode, Ned gets frustrated with Homer and punches him in the face. And also Lisa's got a bully for a teacher. That's about as good as I can sum it up because there's about 15 million fucking things happening in this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do we think? Um, what the hell did I just witness? Yeah. <laughs> like, dearest TV gods of heaven and hell, what on earth happened? <laughs> yeah, you know when you pull Christmas lights out of the box after a year of being in the attic and they're so tangled and convoluted that none of it makes sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like I've just watched people like do a lucky dip or like a, yeah. a Mad Libs sort Almost, of thing. Yeah. Really? For real. A, a Mad Lib will still be cohesive and make sense. And at least be in entertaining. In an absurd way, yeah. Like whose line was it anyway? It was more rehearsed than that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's improvised. Mm-hmm. 
that's a very good um, point about it. Yeah, it feels so first drafty. Like not even that though. It's just confused first draft. It's where do we take this? It's script in a blender kind of thing. Yeah, no plot line was given any justification. Mm-hmm. And it didn't lead to anything. Like, okay, Lisa's got a bully for a teacher. And it's like the teacher says, oh, I just didn't like you because sometimes you're just going to meet people in life who don't like you. Yeah, okay, we we can deal with that. But But then she's all like, it's because you're pretty. Yeah, exactly. You're a pretty girl and I don't like pretty girls. And Lisa's like, haha, I'm pretty. So then it's like, okay, you've just totally undone your message. Mm -hmm. What what little message there was. And why would that matter to Lisa? That is so not her thing. Anyway, we'll get to that when we get to the end. Integrity question. Well, we'll start with you, Abby. For better or worse, what is a moment that stands out to you? Okay, there was a meme that I finally found the answer to tonight. Mm. I have seen it before about Marge being the parent everyone wants. You know, oh, what happened, sweetie? Is one of your book characters having trouble again? Yeah. I have seen that meme and I didn't know which episode it was from. Hmm. Now I do. So that stood out for me for good. And plus, I I am like that. I will get upset if characters (laughs) are having trouble in books like Harry Potter, bald Mm -hmm. like a child. But, you know... (laughs) So that stood out. But for the worst, I was like, what on earth am I even looking at? Like Ned's parents, like why were they even there? Yeah. Yes. I prefer it when they make those little cameos like, oh man, Ned's built ink all over my poems. Like mm-hmm. why were they there? What purpose did they serve? Literally none. None. Just to do a few laboured pot jokes. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, which could be done in a, so much better ways. Oh, and the what, bit at the end where he was like, oh, yeah, I snuck some, you know, weed pot into the brownies I gave them. And then they weren't stoned or anything? No, they weren't. They were praying, you know, like all stoners. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see the connection, praying, stoners, yeah. like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't understand, like, why they bothered. I kind of liked something about the angle of like Homer getting along with Ned's parents and that bugging him or something, but but they did nothing with that. They only have it there as just really weak justification for Ned to punch Homer, which feels so terribly out of character. But okay, maybe his parents get under his skin, Homer gets under his skin, the two together, he loses it fine. But then to do nothing with it is yeah. so like. There's too much yeah. extrapolation to get to where they got to yeah. for us. Yeah. The audience. And historically, Ned has gotten angry at Homer for much, much less than that. Yeah. And he's not felt guilty about it or anything. Like, like Homer literally he's never sent hit him, him off. Before, to be fair. You know, he's never hit yeah. him before, but, so uh, but there's been times when he's absolutely deserved to be hit oh, and yeah. ha- Flanders hasn't done it. Like, even Homer says, you know, Hurricane Nettie, hey, I got I got off pretty easy. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, you, know, you know, like, I just don't understand what they were thinking. Like, Ned. Like what were they doing with the whole Bible verse thing? Oh, oh God, I just don't even All know where to begin. the sleazy parts of the Bible, yeah. Yeah, uh, there were some amazingly tasteless jokes in this one. Yeah. The kind you'd see in Family Guy, and I really don't like to say that, but... Yeah, yeah there was one that I think was a good example where um, Ned is trying to get Homer to punch him at the nuclear plant, and he says, come on, just hit it, go up and hit me. I'm insisting on a fisting, and I kind of like the joke of him not realizing the connotations of yeah. that word, but they immediately spoil it by having Smithers go, did someone say fasting? It's like, oh, fuck, come on. Yeah. We were worried we didn't get it. God damn. It's, it's like, treat us like adults. <laughs> we know the joke. Let the joke complete the joke. Yeah. But that was just ruining it. Yeah, to spell it out and then make it offensive. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. Yeah, really bad. And, and Lisa's teacher's name, like, Mrs. Cantwell, and, of course, Principal Skinner goes, now don't call her by the obvious name. Like... <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to do with Mr. Testicles. Fuck. Uh, how about you, VT? What stands out to you for better or worse from this episode? It's tough because there's so many things and at the same time so few things because nothing stands out because nothing's big enough. They're all just tiny little fragments of string. 
that said, I'm going to talk. We all immediately knew there was a problem because we had the long, full introduction sequence, uh, and then we had a long couch gag. Yeah, which okay, by at least, guest animator Bill Plimpton. Yeah, which at least it was a different animation style. It was interesting, but we were like, there is clearly nothing in this episode because they have padded so much at the beginning. It was like all we were missing was the sound of the organ indicating trouble ahead. Like, yeah, it was just a sign of impending doom. <sighs> oh, indeed. Yeah, that was a clear omen. But uh, I'm going to go with yeah, just the introduction of Ned's parents. And it making no sense because Homer walks up and he has a pretty okayish bit with, oh, can I borrow some sugar and some cream and some coffee and bacon and eggs? He's like, why don't you just yeah. come in and have breakfast with us? Why not introduce Ned's parents at that point? He's like, well, Homer, I would invite you here, but you know my parents are around. Then he'd go, oh, what's her name and what's his name? I love those guys. And they barge in. And yeah. then you're immediately into that scene rather than having this whole stop-start bit of... They were just there. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, now we need to introduce these people. You literally could have done in the previous scene. And then to do nothing with them is going to be my main point. And they set up that Rod and Todd were going to be there, and they weren't. Well, that's what I thought when he said... Yeah, oh, yeah that's right, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, God damn. <laughs> well, actually, no, they kind of did. They appeared as, like, stone figures in Ned's personal hell. Although, I cannot <laughs> he... imagine why Ned loves his children. Well, they yeah. are made of stone there, so... Uh... Well, I suppose you could argue that. <laughs> but, yeah, they set it up, that bad joke. Yeah, oh, they're going to be a breakfast a little, and they weren't. Like, why set it up if it's not going to be yeah. there? I'm now <laughs> honestly believing this is one of those writing exercises where someone writes the first paragraphs and just leaves the last line, yep. and then someone else picks it up. Because, yeah, we have this whole setup for Rod and Todd being there and for going into breakfast, and that fell down, but that'll be fine. What was that? It's just my dulcimer. It's cool. Ah. Don't worry, it's light. It's Canadian. It's strong. <laughs> Are we broadcasting live or what? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I just there was a setup there, and they didn't take it, and it could have been easier. And also to never bring it back again, I thought for sure there would be a bit about Ned starts to feel like you know he's not good enough, he's worse than Homer, and so then he has something to relate to his parents. Like he's so down in the dumps, his parents are starting to make sense to him. <sighs> I'm gonna give someone else a moment to talk and uh, just compose <laughs> myself quietly. Yeah, well, I mean that his parents weren't part of. Ned's redemption for punching Homer's arc as well is just, yeah, such a waste of, like, why highlight them in the episode to begin with. Uh, But for better or worse, what I'm going with is, just because, yeah, we haven't really covered it much yet, yeah, Lisa's teacher Mm. bully story. This felt pointless. (laughs) It really did. They were doing, yeah, your standard bully arc, but it's a teacher, but they just sort of did the tropes and really actually didn't do anything interesting with it. No. And there was a point where, yeah, Homer and Marge go and talk to Skinner and Chalmers about it. And then Lisa comes home crying later and she goes, oh, that just made it worse. We didn't actually see the scene of where it made it worse. She just got put in detention. Like, making it worse wouldn't have been detention. That's kind of like getting off light compared to all the other stuff that Miss Cantwell was doing to her earlier. And and the stuff she was doing, it was like... just childish yeah yeah okay I- i'm curious why do they have kangaroos as like their reward system <laughs> that's like, just their pumpkin sticker i guess yeah I-, I i guess so i mean i prefer the gold star but we all you know it's weird how america had a more australian one than yeah. we actually did a school <laughs> when you think about it but yeah like i just don't understand the point of that character like she had absolutely no identity outside of being a bully yep. and she wasn't even that good of a bully i mean no. uh, you know what i mean by that yeah. yeah yeah she wasn't a very good bully she wasn't really and, and the way she fawned over Ralph, like, I would have thought Ralph would be the one she'd bully because it's Ralph. Well, that's what I, I kind of thought they were going to go with the thing with she's a great teacher and really lovely to everyone else. And then maybe the conflict was going to be, you know, Marge and Homer complained to Principal Skinner, but Skinner's like, look, all the other kids are actually doing really, really well. Do you want us to sacrifice all their education just for Lisa? And mm. that could have been a thing, but it wasn't. Yeah. 
It was just wasted potential, and especially the waste of the guest star. Did either of you pick up who it was? Meryl Streep. <laughs> it absolutely was not. It will no, be one day. It was not. Meryl Streep was Jessica Lovejoy. <laughs> I know, but uh, I like. I just like calling her Meryl Streep. Fair enough. Who it's was it? Within... I, I, it did sound familiar, but I couldn't quite pick it up. Tina Fey. Oh, oh. What? what? How could they do that to Tina Fey? <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh Elizabeth my. Stam and Tina Fey. <laughs> oh, dearest film gods of heaven and hell. <laughs> You're praying to them a lot today. It's going to be pretty- <laughs> <laughs> May they give you strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I am such a massive 30 Rock fan. Yeah. Mentioned me on the podcast that. recently how, yeah, me and you both independently have been doing a rewatch of the show and how fucking amazing it is. Mm-hmm. And then when they bring in a guest star of this caliber to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much do they pay her? Because like, you couldn't pay me enough to do dialogue that embarrassing. Yeah. It is a big question. Yeah, do they actually get to see the full script and they know what it's going to be like? Or are they mm. just like, hey, cool, I get to be on The Simpsons, sure. Like, uh, I don't know, I'm always curious about that. And the thing is, there wasn't really any point of having a guest star, no. really. I mean, in the past when they've had guest stars, it's really been for a great reason. Like, you know, having Mark Hamill, for instance. Yeah. yeah. In other episodes, it's been like they've had Stephen Hawking in. Yeah. And- yeah. Or even in Dustin Hoffman, where they still throw references to who he is very subtly. And yeah, get and, them and, and um, you know, of course they didn't use their real names, but you, you could, could tell, tell it was them. <laughs> I kind of liked that Tina did obscure her voice a little bit because, yeah, you couldn't really tell it was her. No. And she has such a distinct tone to her voice. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of respect it from that angle, but... Why have a voice... Why have a guest star if you can't recognise them is, yeah. a, is a question. Why especially a, if they're such a boring character. Yeah, why have a guest star that funny if you're not going to utilise them? Mm. Shame on them. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm upset now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is why we... It wasn't end- you. It was John Frink. <laughs> he did not make you laugh. He did not make you think. Indeed he did not. <laughs> so play count. How many times have you seen this episode before tonight? Just this tonight, so none. Just this once. Just this once and only. I've theoretically seen it before, but... Theoretically. I don't remember it. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, you may I... have had a few brownies of your own. Uh, yeah, you know, I have had I've, my fair share of whoa. Um, but yeah, because I remember all the Ned Parent stuff. Like To me, it actually played like a much bigger role in the episode in my mm. mind's eye. But like, yeah, I fucking I must, I've erased all of the Lisa Bully storyline because that was a surprise. It's not hard to erase. There's so little of it there. <laughs> so wackiness, we like to talk about, you know, the cartoony elements of this episode. Was this a particularly cartoony episode? No, not really. Although I thought they were sort of having a bit of a throwback to Lisa's fainting montage. Yes. I did wonder if they were sort of paying homage to the one where she passes out Lisa's rival. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh, it was just a dream. No, you regained consciousness. Allison got first year. Ah! Like, yep. yeah. you know the one. Yeah. Well, I got that exact feeling that they were re- redoing that. And then Marge doing the whole, it wasn't really a chinchilla coat. I just thought she could get more sleep. The fuck, Marge? That yeah. was just cruel. Marge wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's weird. Uh, my only bit of whack is Grandpa thinks he's King Olaf of Sweden. What the that fuck was, was the any most of this? Just... Why was he even in that episode? Yeah, uh, he's just there and he's like, Grandpa, you shouldn't wear sweaters. The old ladies knit for you. It has too many arms. There's so many of those fucking nah, 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 sort of cadency. Yeah. Uh, just the over-explainy tone. Mm. Simpsons writers, the reasons we love these characters is because you always utilize them in the best way. Now you're just shoehorning them in for absolutely no reason. Yeah, like, we we love a good bit of grandpa nonsense, but yeah, this This was was way beyond. He goes from wearing a weird sweater to 
saying he has to go down and clear some things up and putting on a crown because he's King Olaf. He thinks he's King Olaf of Sweden. Yeah. What the Christ? Like, wait, where did that actually come from? Yeah. Uh, the old saying, you know, it's like a hat on a hat. Yeah, this is the hat on a fucking forearm It's a crown sweater. on a hat. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, cartoony moments. We also had, uh, yeah, Ned's personal hell. What did we think of this? I will say I liked how he got there, which is, uh, I guess I'll take another sleep aid and he just has graham crackers and milk. Yeah, like, yeah that was... That was... <laughs> Can I just point out, if he's going to leave dosed. the box of crackers with the lid off, those are going to be some stale crackers. Maybe he likes it. That way. I don't know. Yeah, and plus it'll <laughs> attract ants. With yeah. a glass of milk on the side for dipping. <laughs> this is how you get ants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the other guest star of this episode was in this scene. Did you guys pick that one? No. Meryl Streep. Richard Dawkins. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Really? <laughs> Look, I'm just going to say, I've got nothing against what Richard Dawkins thinks, but his, he, he kind of annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he comes across as like an arrogant jerk-off, mm-hmm. so um, I never enjoy watching him. Yeah, God Delusion, fine enough book, but yeah, him himself. Uh, <laughs> He's a bit full of himself. Very condescending. I'm surprised he did this, actually. Yeah, I, I was too. Yeah. Considering how much they actually have God in the, in the series, really. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've always straddled that line, but... Uh, they, they have. Isn't Dawkins one of the ones who says if there was no religion, there'd be no war? Because I would like to teach him some history. <laughs> yeah, I think he's kind of crazy if he thinks that. Yeah, yeah I can't back that up, but... He's also claimed that bringing up a child in religion is more damaging than sexual abuse, which I think Ooh. is insanely <laughs> stupid and just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can really go full the other way and into the galaxy brain syndrome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, other than that, in yeah, Ned's personal hell, I mean... Some cool animation moments, but honestly, I didn't really care much for any of the material. Yeah, there were some sign gags I liked, but I forgot to write them down, so... <laughs> uh, look, I, th- I thought that was, like, the idea was fine, like Ned's yeah. personal hell. I was like, oh, what could you do with that? And they just did the most boring stuff they yeah, could. Yeah, think of the one where he imagines going to Hollywood, and it's like, yeah. oh, would you like some ham? Sure, with a brandy glaze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, and, yeah. and in Home is Hell, it ended up being his heaven, because he had all the donuts in the world. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, and the other cartoony moment, yeah, but coming in to save the day and destroy the classroom. Yeah. What? And like, oh God. This is lazy to me. Really, oh. really lazy writing. I was actually like for a second, kind of there, you because know, they go to Miss Krabappel and like, oh, can you take care of Lisa's bully? It's like, oh, so Miss Krabappel's going to give this woman hell. That's going to be fun. That could. No, I then, thought they were going to have like a cat fight or something. Yeah, or, or she'd just snark her to death or something. I don't know what, but Pat! something. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, oh, you think you can handle me? Come on. This is Mrs. Krabappel, for God's sake. But She's no, got a inst- butt that won't quit. Yeah, <laughs> it shall not quit. But yeah, instead they just transfer Bart in. It's like, oh, okay, that was boring and could have done... If you'd done this in the middle of the episode, maybe, but... It's kind of taking the extra unnecessary step, isn't it? Because yeah, Just ask Bart to, to do it. Yeah, because they go to Krabappel, who then goes to Bart. So, yeah, cut out the middle Krabappel. They should have just gone straight to Bart. And yeah. it was kind of obvious she would take Bart as well. Yeah. Yeah. But The Simpsons doing this whole, oh, Bart's a bad boy thing, it kind of feels lame. He just, like, set fires and, like, cut a hole in the desk and was like, ooh. Like, and filmed her on the toilet. Let's not forget about that. Wait, oh, what the I hell? About that. What the hell was that? <sighs> I mean, look, The Simpsons have done toilet gags in the past, like with Millhouse getting his head dunked or whatever and Homer mm. finding the glasses. and But that was just... Yeah. crass and yeah, didn't creepy. add anything and like how would Bart even do that and still set f- oh, I'm thinking way too hard about this but oh he must have had a camera set up there already and, it's and the who, only solution yeah, and who's this in the toilet going stupid Lisa stupid Lisa stupid I mean, I Lisa do, but I, you know 
It's unrelated. I could probably have gone the rest of my life not knowing that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling very attacked right now. Stupid Lisa. <laughs> but yeah, look, that like just tying into the one-dimensionalness of this Miss Cantwell character, all she is is I hate Lisa. Yeah. We don't ever see her, I like all the other students, really. Yeah, which that... would have been an interesting dynamic to have, but no. I thought they were going to, like, my mum's a special needs teacher, so... um kids like Ralph, you know, I, I sort of relate to that because, mm-hmm. you know, just my family upbringing. And I thought maybe she'd be really good at like bringing the other kids out of their yeah. shell, like you were saying earlier, or maybe she was the one who could see Ralph for who he was. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just ignored Lisa because she thought Lisa didn't need the extra. But that Lisa, was kind of my thought as well. That's like, what I thought okay. they could have done with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like he's doing outside art or something. <laughs> sure. Why not? It's something else. It's, yeah. you know, a thing that could go places instead of many things that go nowhere. Yeah. Well, I think we've almost transitioned into the emotional core of this episode. Yeah, we like to talk about the heart as well. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, we just covered it with Lisa and the teacher. It's yeah, just that's it. Heart? Yeah. There was heart? No, I did no. not spot any. I felt no emotions whatsoever. And, yeah, with Ned and Homer as well, like, they were kind of going for it with Ned's guilt, but... Yeah, for a brief moment there where, you know, Ned's like, hey, you have to punch me back, and Homer's like... No, because if I don't, then we're not even, and I'm now better than you. And it's I like, hated that turn. But I thought I could do something with it. It's exactly. A, Have something. Homer lord it over him. Yeah. But then it just punches him again. It's like, well, fuck. But I kind of wish in that moment that it was like Homer having a rare change of heart is to, I can't punch you, Ned. You know, you yeah. you, you do so much for me and, you know, I, I kind of deserve it. Go on, hit me again. Yeah, because like, the original concept, the whole reason they came up with Ned Flanders in the first place was that they thought he'd be like a painful Ned, but then they thought it'd be funnier if he was a really nice guy that Homer hated for absolutely no reason yeah. other than he was yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah. And that makes sense because the kind of person Homer is. Yeah. He does get annoyed at people who... But now it's like, why would Ned feel so guilty? Why would Homer not lord it over him if he had the chance? Because he loves yeah. being better than Flanders. And then maybe yeah. takes it too far and then, yeah, has that moment of, no, I can't possibly hit you because you've always done so much. And then he can forgive him, which is a you know nice, wholesome message. And yeah. uh, you know, like, we what, all learned something today. But yeah, what was the end of their arc anyway? Did they just sort of start hanging out together again because like, i remember there was the crosswalk no, they, they the did, marijuana brownies no they did the um he's like you can do a favor for me we're gonna need to use your wife to get rid of lisa's bully that was the favor that oh right instead of punching him she, what, yeah uh... so they yeah. tied the stories together <laughs> Well, ty- yeah, ties technical credit. You, you know when like two bits of like uh, yarn touch and they briefly like hold together due to static cling. It was that they they <laughs> encountered one another. It was your box of Christmas lights. It turns out there was two sets of Christmas. And you're lights. like, oh, that's why it was so. That's why I couldn't. Mm. Ah, okay, well. It was the most forced connection of oh, the yeah. two storylines they could yeah. possibly have come up with. That, yeah, again, we said, you know, they could have skipped that step entirely. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Were the characters behaving like themselves? Is this a show you know and love? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Mm. There were elements that I thought were yeah. hints of. Shadows of, yeah. Yeah, like like the scene where Marge is like, oh, what's the matter, honey? You know, your book trouble's having trouble again. I'm like, that's Marge. Mm. That's the kind of thing she'd do. And yeah, the idea of her wanting Lisa to get more rest, that made sense. But the way she did it was so mean-spirited, and that wasn't Marge. Yeah, because Lisa's going to remember that and internalise that. <laughs> and yeah, it's just Homer was a shitty version of himself. And oh, that was the other fucking nerdy, nerdy cadence that I hated was when he was going on about union power in that uh, meeting with Marge's principal. What was the point of that? 
Ugh. And especially when it's like, you can see it's so far off when he's like, oh, well, stupid unions, there's this guy at the plant, you're like, it's you, isn't it? Who has caused three melt It's you, isn't Homer, it? Homer, yeah. that's you. And it's like, yeah, we know. It was like they had one of those giant novelty hammers going, get it, get it, <laughs> yep. get it. And then Homer doing the loud, arrogant whisper thing. Fuck. And f- frankly, as far as I'm concerned, the Simpsons have done every single possible joke about unions they could have in the mm-hmm. last exit to Springfield yeah. anyway. So No, absolutely. So any union joke they try to do after that's never going to be as good because they did it all. <laughs> so, yeah, we can agree. Character integrity is all fucked up and all over the place. The show doesn't feel like it. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Oh, God, no. I would say no. Nope. BT, what would you change? I mean, I think we've covered it. Give anything a point. Give anything a plot structure. Tie them together earlier. Tie them together better. Add more jokes. Because there were some in passing that weren't too bad, but there were just so few and far between. I wasn't having a good time in general. Man, just, there's something here, but it's like a pom-pom in the sense that it's all just random strings and no actual, like, one to the next flow. I can't even get my own metaphors right. There's there's no flowing narrative. Yes. Mm. It's all just bits. So, (laughs) put them together. Fix your bits. For me, I would change that the episode was made at all. (laughs) But yeah, I would just like pull it apart, find what works, Mm -hmm. find what your core message is and stick to it, people. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, piggybacking off that, I just, I'm less interested in the Lisa story. I don't, I think you need to just scrap that and take it in a completely Mm -hmm. different direction. I don't mind the idea of a substitute teacher for her that's kind of a bit hard on her, but this just lacked any finesse or intelligence. Yeah, it could have been like an opposite Mr. Bergstrom thing, but. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been interesting, but nope. Yeah, Luke, I'm more interested in the Homer Flanders story because I think there is something to Homer getting Ned to the point that he punches him. But to do it all within the already crowded first act, and it was just so undeveloped, like, I don't feel like Homer gave him enough reason. And, like, he was smoking pot in his house, for fuck's sake. Point that out. Ned could be like, yeah, you're putting my sons in danger of getting... his kids are somewhere. Yeah. Were they? (laughs) I mean, allegedly. (laughs) Besides as, they were uh, already stoned in hell. Oh. <laughs> I'll see myself out. It's cool. It's cool. We're writing a better episode. Yeah. All right, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? I have a surprising number. There's another Angelica Button reference. It's like Angelica Button and the trouble she might not get out of, but then she does. Or something like that. I can't remember. It was pretty good. And this, a lot of these are going to be lines in passing that I liked. One was when Ned comes home and he can hear sitar music. He goes, that sounds like cross-legged music. It's like... That's true. Music yep. you can play with cross legs, he would not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a Jordan's hell, Carter. Uh, we have a friend named Jordan who's on the show a lot, and he's particularly anally retentive, so we made up a segment for him called Jordan's Anal Corner. But yeah. we find we like to get nitpicky ourselves. Yeah, every now and then. So there's this weird, long, long bit where Homer is praying to Superman. Fuck. And he's kind of taking the Lord's Prayer, but then he gets to a point and he goes, One nation under Zod. And it's like, mm. wait. No, Zod's the villain. Why would you pray to Superman and mention... Yeah, Yeah, I feel like half the jokes that worked were like throwbacks to old ones. Like, we all know that Homer's prayed to Superman before. (laughs) For those who don't know, I'm not normally a religious man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! (laughs) And that's quick and hilarious. And this just was prolonged and boring and stupid. I do like where he wears a second eye patch with an eye painted on and Mr. Burns mm. walks past and goes, ha, ah, there's an employee with eyes you can trust. Or something a- like that. Again, another throwback oh, yeah, to the jury episode. Yeah, and those. But it's like, he and knows, he knows yeah. that works, so sure. Ned has a line of, you know, never going to get into heaven now, took all those harp lessons for nothing. <laughs> that was decent. And finally, when they're, again, it's this weird thing where we're watching characters watching something boring. 
but it's a rained out baseball game and they're just watching them pull a tarp on the field. And it goes for too <laughs> long, but there's a baby duck just swimming in the tarp and it's like, that's a cute animation of a duck. The bit is stupid, but that duck is cute. Baby duck, quack, 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 baby duck, quack, just, quack, quack, quack. Sorry, Your ducks Abby. are really trying my patience, but you're so cute. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to say the animation at the beginning, like couch gag, that was nice. And the chalkboard, I say chalkboard joke, it made me laugh. You know, yeah. I, I'm sorry I broke the blackboard. Yeah. Like, that was funny. On yep. the whiteboard. It was one of those ones where I'm like, how haven't they done that sooner? That's really clever. Yeah, I'm waiting for the day to do an interactive whiteboard <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, the smart boards, yeah. Well, they're all different now. I mean, the first time I saw one was I was like 12. and. Oh, wow. I've never even seen one, so... <laughs> Yeah. That was that was in Canberra at the Electoral Centre, you know, school camp. <laughs> they were still using just a big slab and chisels. We rang my day. Oh, yes, we in just my day. had all our lessons written in the dirt with a stick. <laughs> I had to walk seven miles to get to school. Yeah, I had an th- onion tied to my belt, which <laughs> was the style at the time. Through all the snow and pythons. <laughs> Uphill, both ways and all that. Yep. Uh, did you have any other notes, Abby? I don't think so. I think we've <laughs> said all there is to say. Mm-hmm. It was a weak episode and it's a really, really sad thing. Yeah. Yep. And time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. I had a Jordan Zanel corner as well. Jordan Zanel! It sounds like every time we say it, it does get worse. (laughs) Otto picks up uh, the old people at the retirement home, and he picks up Agnes. She doesn't live in the retirement home. Uh Maybe, Maybe she does now. Nah, she wouldn't allow that. It's true. She wouldn't allow Skinner to live by himself. Oh, wait. um, Wizard did it. Damn it. You got me. I didn't mind the whole corporate sponsored lessons thing. We got to teach the three R's, reading refreshment and raspberry buzz. Like, yeah, you could see Skinner getting paid, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and again, that was sort of a throwback to another Mm. old joke. Yeah? Yeah, reading TV guide, writing to TV guide (laughs) and renewing TV guide. (laughs) I thought it was when they went to the overcrowded school system that was sponsored by Pepsi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You there, eating the paste. (laughs) Well, well, that that too, but I was more thinking of um, Homer reading the TV guide to Lisa. It's kind of a mashup of the two. Yeah, it kind of is. I kind of liked Ralph, uh, both Ralph's things in this episode. You know, when I don't know the word, I just write an A. <laughs> when I get out of this, I'm going to be a butterfly. <laughs> that was that was cute. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So three Ralph things then, because I also liked the Play-Doh joke. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone a lot worse. So much worse. Yeah. I was worried. Okay, you you were worried, but yeah. I heard you go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is H.G. Simpsons. Anything goes. Mm. And Flanders power walks with ski poles? Uh, there are walking poles for power walkers. Really? Because everything white people do need to be accessorized. <laughs> Needs so, to be extra. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Homer had another stupid cadence joke was, I didn't know you were left-handed. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Homer, you, you... Homer's stupid, but he doesn't forget stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the rule they have for Homer is he can't forget his own name. <laughs> so that's really the rule that Simpsons writers have for how stupid Homer can be. Yeah. But I think he'd remember that Flanders is left-handed. You know the Leftorium, anybody? <laughs> yeah. That business you almost had a part in shutting down with yep. turkey voodoo. The wishbone. <laughs> turkey voodoo is a good name for it. Turkey voodoo. I couldn't think of the word for wishbone. Peyton pending. <laughs> oh, I like it, yeah. You should paint that. It also sounds delicious. So, uh, I'm the on turkey's board. a little dry. The turkey's a little dry! <laughs> oh my God, there is so much that's- turkey voodoo in the Simpsons. Yeah, that's bad turkey juju. <laughs> and when he goes, oh, Marge, do a classic Marge murmur. <laughs> oh, that that uh, was funny. Oh, really? I you liked that. that one? I thought it was okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, until she didn't know what he was oh, talking about. Oh, yeah, until about. she didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that kind of ruined it. But yeah. 
the fact that Flanders wanted to get punched because of the whole eye for an eye thing pulling out for the bribe, I think that was actually kind of clever. Mm-hmm. And again, tying into like what could have been improved with the story. Yeah, I think it could have been another lesson. Well, you know, not everything in the Bible's lessons are perfect. And, you know, eye for an eye works for some things, but not most of the time. Yep. And also another thing that could have worked, the bullies. Like, that Lisa gets sent to detention, and they weren't part of the solution. Yeah, they could have been. But a uh, completely new episode pitch. Ned does the punch thing and gets home to forgive him, but then he finds out all these other things he's done to people, and he has like a my name is Earl kind of thing, where he tries to <laughs> make up for all the tiny little wrongs he's done throughout Springfield. Hey, that'd be good. <laughs> Better episode, done. My name is Ned. Yep. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. <laughs> Who was that? You were trying to mash Ned Flanders in, you know, uh, Earl. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Old Erlene Lumpkin or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best, of the very best, the episodes that are essential to the Simpsons experience, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Man, I was close to a participant, but goddamn, i got to fail this one. Any potential that it had, and the, for the couple of good jokes that I like, can't save it. It was just, it was fucking awful. <laughs> BT. I mean, despite the horrendous waste of a guest star, I got a couple of jokes out of this, and I'm going to mostly forget it. This one will not rile my blood enough. So I'm going to participant and spare it the torment of the pit. And Abby, finish it off. Oh, man, because... I'm with Ben on that one because it was not a good episode by any sense of the word. Mm. But um, it was a fail, but it's not one of the memorable fails. So I'm going to have to go participant because like, you're going to watch it and you're going to forget it as soon as you're finished. Mm-hmm. But don't put yourself through it, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, averaging out, this will be a dull participant, which... Sounds pretty right yeah. to me. Mm. <laughs> and it'll be the third season 24 episode to be deemed a dull participant. The others being Whiskey Business, the story of Moe's new suit. And I literally I'm sorry, what? That. <laughs> and he makes a new whiskey called Maker's Moe. Nope. We reviewed it with Phil. It was like one of the first episodes we did. <laughs> and that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and also Pennywise Guys. That was with Steve Carell. Another waste of a guest star, yeah. Yeah, and he's like the mobster's accountant or some shit. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's the episode where... I mean, Abby, you probably know this because Paul McCartney said he'd guest on the Lisa the Vegetarian if Lisa... Mm, stayed yeah. vegetarian, yeah. This is the episode where she broke that. And uh, <laughs> All right. she yeah, skirts the line by getting into eating insects. It's a thing, to be fair, in the world. Yeah, but it's not vegetarianism. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going over that line. So, yeah... Good work, Season 24. (laughs) All right, now before we move on to our Teens Era episode, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Robert David Sullivan of the AV Club. What do we have for him? I don't, I don't think... No, I don't the, know. The, the mulligan of Sullivan? I don't know. <laughs> well, he gave this episode a C. Now, for the AV Club, That's this low. is... Yeah, this is roughly their participant failure range. He said, The stories in this episode are not bad, but there are an unforgivable number of hacky jokes to fill out the time. Yeah, yeah. sensible Sullivan. There we go. That's the new name. I, I am in complete agreement with yeah, that. That is sensible. But I would actually not go further. They're not hacky. They were tasteless in a lot of ways, mm, like the yeah. antidepressant jokes. That was just... Uh, oh, that, that took too. forever as well. Yeah, and the whole Miss Hoover not being there, that literally came out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's 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 put this episode behind us. And now Please. let's go to the teens era where we're reviewing Bye Bye Nerdy. Abby, just from this title alone, do you know what this episode could be? I know exactly what this episode is. 
happens when Lisa has a bully and she discovers the repellent spray. Yep, it's almost like I planned this. Francine. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode and this was Season 12, Episode 16, Bye Bye Nerdy. First released in March of Ought 1, it was directed by Lauren McMullen, written by John Frink and Don Payne. Well, how the tables have turned. How could he have sunk so low? (laughs) Needs someone on his leash, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) In this episode. Yeah, this is the one that we said before. This is Lisa's bully. And Mm -hmm. also, uh, Homer gets into the baby-proofing business. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what do we think? It's a fun episode. Yep. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. I mean, I'd be lying if I said it's like one of the golden masterpieces, but Mm. it's really still really good. It carries and is coherent. It has jokes that work. Yeah. And it's got a similar Mm storyline with the bully thing, but it, it actually, like, adds up to something. <laughs> yep. Funny how that works. Uh, let's start with you, Abby. For better or worse, what is a moment that stands out to you from this episode? Oh, man. I think um, Homer's bullying problem. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. He tells Lisa he has a bully problem, and um, it turns out he was the bully, and he's, like, punching Smithers to the tune of Kung Fu fighting yeah. while Barney plays in the background. <laughs> yeah. I think he's playing as a kazoo, maybe? <laughs> yeah, or a, or a pipe. I don't know. Slide. Everybody was Slide Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> Just <laughs> even, even as a kid, that just killed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a very good misdirect because you think, yeah, Homer is probably the sort of kid that did get bullied. Oh, wait, no. He's mm. just bashing up on Smithers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we mentioned this in a recent yeah. episode. How old is Smithers? <laughs> yeah, because... He's in his 40s, unmarried, and currently resides in Springfield. Thanks for ah. watching. <laughs> yep. That's what that one says. But, uh, 138 those... episode spectacular. Yeah, but then how right. old is Homer? Homer's probably in his 30s, we've figured. He's so... he's floated from like 36 yeah. to 39. But he's still, yep. you know, not 40, so Smithers is definitely older. But Bart's then... been 10 for like <laughs> yeah, I know, 30 I know. years. But, but the, everyone has been the same, you know, time lock, but Smithers actually changes because there are a couple of episodes where he's like in his 20s when Homer's is, is a kid. Mm. It's weird, and I'm bothered by it. Because, yeah, we um we watched that one last week, and albeit it's a HD era episode, you can probably not acknowledge the canon on that one. No. But, it's all canon. <laughs> and how about you, BT? For better or worse, what's something that stands out to you from this episode? Man, they do a classic little cartoony moment of Marge trying to get the kids together, uh, ready, <laughs> yeah. in a hurry, yeah. to, the, to the cartoon <laughs> classic Saber Dance. Yeah. I won. Don't take it away. The whole sequence is just a lot of fun. It's wackiness, but it's great. And yeah, just that cartoon heritage of that song. Yeah. Oh, the brushing the teeth at the same time. And yeah. Getting get... them dressed in each other's clothes. <laughs> oh, and choo, 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 swallow, swallow, swallow. That was uncomfortable at times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even then, it's like, even when she's driving next to one, she's like, I'm not racing. Pull over. No, you eat my dust. <laughs> then he does a, like, a wheelie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how you make a bus do a wheelie, but. That's yeah. the magic of animation. <laughs> and yeah, we uh, noticed when they went into that, what is it? Like a water tunnel thing? Like a, a reservoir? Reservoir? A dam, whatever, I don't know. That thing people race in in every movie where they race ever. Like yeah. Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it yeah, looked very Grease-ish. But... Yeah, Blues Brothers, Grease, gone in 60 seconds, Terminator 2. Ben-Hur. <laughs> Yeah. Thelma and Louise. Yep. <laughs> you, you know what one of those things are, even if you don't know what it is. Yeah. It was a wonderful and fast way to get us in the episode, which to me actually made it funnier when they did the, they arrive at the school and then, whoop, almost forgot, got to pick up the new kid. Yeah. And so like, 
then it slows the pace down. And I think that was like a really interesting way to get into the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yep. And I'm going to say what stood out to me, just because we haven't mentioned it. Yeah. Homer's baby proofing story. <laughs> which... I completely <laughs> forgot about this B plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me as well. Like, I, I just remembered the nerdy bit. I thought that it was all, all A. But yeah, there was this fun little adventure, which I will say, story-wise, really clunky, but... Comedy-wise, oh, great. Joke-wise, it was so on point. I got a great little pre-laugh when he's, you know, in case the phone in concrete. It's like, but how dangerous could that be? Hmm, baby could order poison. <laughs> a gift basket of poison will be sent to your house. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, but that assumes Maggie could actually, like, reach him. But, hey, she's capable of shooting Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it's such a fun episode. But I will say, this is just my musical theatre diploma coming out. It may have a similar name to Bye Bye Birdie, but it's got nothing to do with Bye Bye Birdie. I was yeah. going to ask. <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do with it. There, okay. Well, I guess there is one sort of nerdy character in it, but really, there's nothing. Does she discover the problem was chemical all along? It's a guy. Does he discover the problem was chemical all no, along? No, the only thing I really remember of his character was him trying to ask a bunch of girls out <laughs> over the phone because it's set in the 50s. Was the phone encased in concrete? <laughs> no, not from memory. Well, was nothing. he encased in uh, vinaigrette? <laughs> well, he sounded like the squeaky voice teen. Oh, <laughs> That's how you knew he was a nerd. Yeah. Uh, oh. So, yeah, particularly what I want to highlight is that this story just sort of doesn't have a proper ending. And I didn't really think much of the whole news report of babies aren't hurting themselves. And there are a couple of good, like, businesses are going out of... Come on, all the coal miners coming out of the baby get well <laughs> gift cards. Yeah, they seem a bit dirty. Yeah. Hey, it's it was, a... I was half a space in Zoolander to come out. I was yeah. <laughs> the way they were. The work is dirty so the cards can be clean. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the baby crutches. But yeah, then Homer running baby through this. Crutches. Babies can't even walk. <laughs> you blow the whole game. <laughs> but yeah, Homer running through the street, like that being the final of the story, I'm like, yeah, you guys didn't know how to end this, did you? No. no but it was a fun ride. So. It was. It was a very fun ride. And we'll talk about it when we get to the wackiness. But first, we must talk about the play count. How many times do you think you've seen this episode before tonight? Um, Probably about 15. Yeah? Many? Yeah, season 12 is a very big favourite for me. I'd say it's in excess of 20 at least. He like, always wins. Because I've done I, little I, less I, with I my life. I lose count. I'm just making yeah. a conservative <laughs> estimate. Because I actually was given season 12 on DVD as a mm. gift from my brother for when I finished my HSC back in 2010. So right. special to me, that nah. set. <laughs> yeah, what a great gift for a well-deserved break after yeah the the trials of the HSC. I, I had, assume I didn't do it. I had three majors, so... <laughs> Holy shit. That's too many majors. <laughs> uh, well, I went to performing arts school, you know. <laughs> so, how about the whacking of the... Of the, of the... I clearly didn't go to theatre school. Theatre. Enunciate. Mm. No, I just went to music college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they didn't teach you any of the Gilbert and Solomon tongue twisters there? <laughs> Surprisingly no. not. The one we were always taught. To sit in solemn silence in, in a, a dull, dark, dark dock, dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock, <laughs> awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block. <laughs> I love the 30 Rock one where Tracy tries to <laughs> recite that after Genesis. <laughs> to sit in silence in a dark, <laughs> dark, dark, uh, dark. Well, Acting that, is stupid. There was also what I want is a proper cup of coffee made in a proper copper coffee pot. Oh, I yeah. may be off my dot, but I want a cup of coffee in a proper coffee pot. Tin coffee pots and iron coffee pots, they're no good to me. If I can't have a proper cup of coffee in a proper cup of coffee pot, I'll have a cup of tea. Well, Well, Carrie Fisher credits that that tongue twist for getting her through Star Wars. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> well, think about it. You'll never get this bucket of bolts past that blockade. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> All I know is there's no synonym for cinnamon. <laughs> oh, the other one was um, when Tweetle Beetles fight, it's called a Tweetle Beetle battle, and when Tweetle Beetles battle, it's a Tweetle Beetle paddle battle. Good old Dr. Seuss. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do not like them, Sam. I am. Ha, I can do them too. Yeah, that yeah. book was written because he made a bet with his publisher he couldn't write a book using 50 words only. Yeah. He did. It's Green Eggs and Ham. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's just adding to that previous line. Yep. It's just 50 words, yeah. yeah. And um, his publisher never paid up. Oh, <laughs> but I think he made more than probably. It was like a fifty dollar bet, so I'm sure he made more than that back. So let's talk about the wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? One, uh, one word, or is it two words? Or is it a hyphenate? I don't know. Nail gun. I know. I mean, I really like the Evil Dead remake, and there's some pretty horrific nail gun usage in that, but I think this is worse. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh... And also the beginning part with Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was brutal and like the itchy cuts him like those little boxes of cereal that you get in the fun packs. Like the frosties, the the mini frosties and stuff you used to get. Yeah, I used to then turn them like into little houses for my toys because they kind of looked like saloon doors. Oh. I, I used to literally just take the packets out and just eat it from that. I never bothered with the whole <laughs> open the flats because I could never do it right. You yeah. fucking anarchist. What the hell? <laughs> well, I don't even like milk with cereal. There I said it. I'm weird. What do you use? Water? No, I just eat it dry. Okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, it was definitely wacky. I think Homer's storyline was a lot more... Yeah, yeah, Wacky certainly back to the nail cut. Oh, God, that was so... I was cringing. <laughs> oh, he just gets n- literally nailed to the yep. wall. Because <laughs> Maggie's hurt Homer in the past, like oh, yeah. Itchy yeah. and Scratchy and Marge, she, you know, yeah. whacks him on the head with a hammer and yeah, this a number of other things. Back to the other episode where, like, one of her favourite toys is a screwdriver. Yeah! <laughs> like an electric screwdriver. <laughs> or, or in the Halloween episode of The Shinning when she's actually riding red rum with her, yeah. with her blocks. Mm. <laughs> this is indeed a dis- Disturbing universe. Oh, yeah. good old James L. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's odd. Usually the blood gets up at the second floor. <laughs> so it's not like overly wacky, but things like, you know, Dredderick Tatum being there and getting swabbed. And I love his, <laughs> his he's just, can I swab you with this something? Oh, of course you can. Wait, no one said anything about a beaker. <laughs> yeah, it's like the beaker follows you, but the damp rag doesn't. Like, oh, but it's for science. Oh, well then go ahead. And like like Nelson being like, oh, I'm so sorry, please. Okay, we will. You haven't left me much of a choice. <laughs> and he said this so calmly. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's Dredrick Tatum. Oh, yeah. And I was also thinking the saleswoman who comes around, like, yeah. I think we all had a pushy salesperson. They're not so much a thing now, but mm. it made me think of, like, when the Jehovah's Witnesses used to come to the door. When I was seven, I got rid of them by telling them our dog had been baptized. <laughs> they practically ran. Neat. Well, nice I, I, I said it very innocently. I said, oh, yeah, our dog's a Christian, too. We have, we've had him baptized. <laughs> and they thought I was serious and ran. <laughs> wow. Well done. They Go are- seven you're on me yeah yeah nicely done. There, there's a note there's a free note for all our listeners <laughs> yeah and so when she does come to the house as well like <laughs> your child is dead yeah you don't see joho's making that <laughs> claim to try and get an in <laughs> no it probably works maybe they just got to up their game <laughs> but no seriously your child maggie simpson is dead how does she Tired. even know her name on market no, research. research yeah yep but like yeah the whole thing of oh, oh pretty colors we want to dwink them then she's just a smack it against the counter runs it under a hot yeah. tap and then she the finally whole... gets it over she's like look see and Marge's like oh my god look how quickly she opened <laughs> that baby formula <laughs> yeah. baby formula in the end like yep. mwah. excellent capper on that joke mm-hmm. <laughs> this is when the simpsons like would complete a joke yeah 
Uh, they may not have completed the story in this one, but they completed the joke. Oh, and, and like even like Ralph Wiggum, you know, about to be run over by a car, the spikes come up and Ralph's <laughs> fine, but the driver like, literally gets flown across the windshield and yeah. he's like lying there twitching. Where are your seatbelts, people? <laughs> yeah, that was a really good montage, I thought, as well. All the jokes landed for me, like him filling up the pool with jello. Yeah. <laughs> and then using it for Dr. Hibbert's drink. Oh, yeah. I only just got that reference because Hibbert was like meant to be a kind of parallel on Dr. Huxtable. Oh, that sucks. Oh, what jello? jello, yeah. I don't know. It could be a coincidence. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna but take who'd want to have chlorinated jello? That's disgusting. <laughs> Let's assume it's a saltwater pool. <laughs> or maybe he's like Millhouse who likes Vaseline on toast. Yeah, yep. it could be. That joke was actually based on real thing. One, uh, one, one of the writers knew a kid at school who used to have Vaseline on toast. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's why they added that joke in, because they didn't think anyone would buy it. Oh. <laughs> but it's real. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> well, cross out the wackiness for that episode then, because that's based <laughs> in reality, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was the other thing in that montage? I think we all got a kick out of it. Um, oh, the bubble wrap park. Oh, yep. we actually kind of wanted to have a go at that. Yeah, bubble wrap park looks fun. <laughs> it's like, why is bubble wrap so entertaining? Like, I don't know or really care, but it's just it awesome. Was, it's just, just satisfying. Yeah. It's just a whole roll of satisfaction. Ah, uh, bubble wrap. Thank you. This episode brought to you by Bubble Wrap. Oh, we wish. Sponsor us, Bubble Wrap. We love totally. you. Totally. Pay us in Bubble Wrap. There's big money in the Bubble Wrap game. It's true. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? Not really, I but it, say. it wasn't going for it. So it's all science and science is void of heart, as we know. It was that they were, they were going for laughs here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really for heart. I, I do love the episodes where they go for heart, but like you sort of have to take what you get with The Simpsons. It, it does both and does both very well in the mm-hmm. earlier seasons. But this was not one of those heart, but that's fine because it wasn't trying to be. No, just solid joke factory sort of episode and not one where you were like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> like, yeah, I think we're all completely along for the ride on this one. They could have even hit on it with, like, yeah, Lisa trying to reason with the bully. But, yeah, once she discovered the scientific proof, all mm-hmm. bets of that were off. Yep. Yeah, I kind of wish that salad dressing was a thing. I could have used that in school. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us yes. could have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she was, like, coming towards us at the end, that was like, yeah, bringing back some memories. <laughs> well, actually, the first time I saw that episode when it, Okay, because 2001, I would have been about nine. Yeah. I actually jumped when Francine <laughs> leapt at the screen because I was not expecting that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, look what she did to the rest of the notes. What's she going to do to me? Huh? Mm. <laughs> She's going to sleep well and, and like I said, my brother still uses the pies exactly equal to three joke <laughs> in a crowded room if he's trying to get people's attention. Yeah. I do love that Frank immediately apologized. Oh, I'm sorry it had to come to that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, Professor Frank, he's one of the best. That's like, I did actually characters. really like the room full of scientists, the general just quick phrase you would hear in the general rabble. She's like, a witch! Yeah. I was like, they're like, when Lisa walks on, it's like, what? She's still in the larval stage. <laughs> we should listen to her. I didn't hear that I, one. Just, I, did, I never heard it until this one. And they really utilized all their secondary characters well. Like, mm. they had database, and yeah. actually, bit of trivia Matt Groening cannot stand database if he's there for more than one line. Really? So they usually only give him one line. It's yeah, that's all he needs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. It's all he needs. But um, that's why he only has one line because Matt Groening will go nuts if he has more than that. I've heard him refer to databases as bad Millhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But um, also Millhouse's um repressant medication. Yeah, repressant all. Repressant It's like focusing. Yeah, you know? yeah. The Simpsons drugs playlist. <laughs> yeah, they kind of, they probably should call them that. I think we'd probably enjoy taking our medication more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For the reference, would... yeah. 
Yeah, not like the last episode where they actually used the actual names of things and put smiley faces in oh, them. Oh, can we mm. just not go there? No. Yeah, sorry, we're on a good episode. Yes, we are. We're not talking about babbles. <laughs> and just while we're talking about Francine as well, Kathy Griffin played Francine in this episode. Yeah. I thought she did a fine performance. I yeah. would never have guessed it was her. Mostly just growls and shouts, but it's, it works. Yeah, like... Kathy Griffin has got a particularly guttural delivery. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I was really impressed. I was too. Like, yeah. she really sold the idea of being a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> a, a tough girl, young aggressive young girl. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of worried about her parents. Like, they seemed surprisingly okay with her daughter, like, literally wailing on a room full of people. And then it's like, yeah. oh, isn't that cute? But then but again, they're also like, they're also okay with putting her in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to be fair, I see a lot of parents like that now who. Yeah. Yeah, my last job was working in a haunted house and there were plenty of kids who'd come through, beat up the actors and the parents and go, oh, what adorable little angels they are. I'm like, I can think of plenty of words other than that to describe them. (laughs) They're just expressing themselves. (laughs) Oh, how dare you frighten my children in a haunted house? That was a classic. That happened a lot. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I actually got a complaint from a guest that I was too scary. My supervisor mm. burst out laughing and said, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do they expect a fairy castle? It's mm. literally mm. called Mystery Manor. It's <laughs> not bunnies and rainbows, people. <laughs> yep. Well, bunnies can be scary, as yep. we learned oh, from well, this episode. Yeah, we did. Actually, <laughs> we say. did. <laughs> Maggie's not scared of... I actually don't think I want to know how he's going to make her scared of bunnies. Maybe another one of the clown bed no. situations. Who knows? <laughs> After a few electrical shocks, that'll do it. Oh, my. oh that's... Oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> did you not... I'll make that association. I thought he was going to like make her a, a scary rabbit no, bed or something. Yeah. You, you draw rabbit faces on the electrical sockets and then after a few shocks she knows. Oh no. It's assuming she survives. It's how I was raised. <laughs> I am a Terminator but still. Well it's not the first time Maggie got electrocuted anyway. Very uh, Well Homer used to on the operation game. Mom. Yeah. Mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, not much to say about the heart, which is why we've skirted around it so much. Not a tangent. But, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Sure. Lisa's being smart, discovering things. Homer getting a new wacky job. Yeah. And somehow getting back into his job with no explanation whatsoever (laughs) as to what happened. Oh, yeah, because even he said, if I come in late one more time. <laughs> and he didn't go at all. Yeah, I love that line. Of the it's amazing how Homer can, like, he'll be at the nuclear power plant, but then, like, another episode, he'll have another job, and they never mention what happened to the power plant, yeah. and then he has his job back with no explanation. Yeah, just assume the chicken's covering for him. <laughs> or, 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 the, or the water bird. The water yeah. bird. <laughs> or the brick. <laughs> and two, or the um, old videotape of them working on a continuous yep. loop that he got from a bus that had to speed around the city, getting keeping its speed over 50. Yep. And if its speed dropped, it would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you can see my that I have no life. <laughs> no, your power of recall yeah. is goddamn impressive. You know we're on episode 135, right? <laughs> I have Don't a, worry about lives. I have a photographic memory. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Right, that's like audio graphic, though. Both. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Wow. My dad's got one, too. So. Sorry you're remembering all of this, then. But, uh. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's cool having a photographic memory. It was really handy in school for oh, tests yeah, for and sure. stuff, but mm. it's not always good for when you're remembering things you don't want to remember, yeah. like bad episodes of The Simpsons or every humiliation inflicted on you in primary yeah. school. Oh, yeah, because we've got the luxury of forgetting some of these episodes after we've podcasted I about them. I won't. That's the problem. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you want help, um, tequila. <laughs> 
I'm more of a rosé girl myself, but I'll give it a go. So, yeah, uh, character integrity, I don't have any real problems with it. Like, I think the show isn't exactly classic Simpsons. Oh, no, definitely not. Mm. It's just because, yeah, they're going for a joke factory mode, but it's a good one. Yeah. Like, the core of the Simpsons is still there. Yeah. We are definitely still watching these characters, these storylines, the antics they get up mm-hmm. to. Yeah, characters themselves. Yeah, they so. had their design for this episode and they stuck to it. And I like how we even get a little callback to, like, Lisa and Nelson's familiarity as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that episode <laughs> so much. Yeah. Oh, one of my absolute favourites. I um, kind of want to know what Nelson left in Skinner's bird bath. <laughs> I've always kind of wondered. It's I better have, you don't know. I have theories, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you don't see is always going to be worse. It's probably safer for the world that exactly. we never saw that. Yeah. But yeah, Lisa and Nelson, like, ah, oh, let me tell you more about bullying history. Let's walk. Yeah. You know what? Some say it predates agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's all very cute. And the whole idea how everyone's like, oh, yep, she just wanted to bully for attention. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Homer. <laughs> like, I-, I spent a whole year doing anti-bullying plays in schools, and mm. I can tell you nine times out of ten, it's not for attention, and it's not because they feel bad. It's actually a lack of empathy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Lovely sociopaths. But like you could argue the nerd sweat thing, and like, like there's a factor. But I think sometimes kids just don't care how other people mm. feel. Yeah, adds up. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work as a clown. I've seen that. I've uh... seen cold dead eyes <laughs> <laughs> with smiling toothless mouths <laughs> looking up at you, going clown, get the clown. Um, hey, it's the clown! Let's hurt him! Mm-hmm. Big fat liar, anybody? Oh, no. I thought that was just... Yeah, that is that totally what That was just taken happened. from his biography. <laughs> oh, no. Big fat liar. I love that movie, too. Paul Giamatti? <laughs> that's right! Wow. I remember the poster and he's blue or something? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes, they put um, dye in his swimming pool. Oh. <laughs> and in his shampoo box, he's got, like, orange hair and blue stuff. They think he's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> like, his car gets smashed and the tow truck's like, they told me to pick up a little blue car. Didn't say nothing about a little blue man. <laughs> <laughs> that movie means a lot to me. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Oh, hell yes. Sure. Damn straight, I'm going to watch it again, and if we watch it again, we're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Science! Science episodes. Cages. <laughs> like when Martin gets locked in the cage? Look, I'm the Tor- idea. Tor- 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 <laughs> oh, God. Or when Millhouse is in the cage on the island. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of cages. See? Oh, you so question many. my logic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Bart in the washing basket in the laundry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put him somewhere downstairs. <laughs> Itchy and scratchy flogging products. Oh, yeah. And forgot to mention before when we were talking about this, they're doing like a Lucky Charms parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though Lucky Charms aren't a thing here. No, but like... It's when enough bit s- of American pop culture that we know yep. what they are. Yep. Yeah. Like when I went to America and I saw the commercial, like it was like a light bulb went off and I got like a million references to the, mm-hmm. you know, red stars, yellow moons, and I'm not doing that right. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's green clovers, purple ha- purple moons. Yeah. Hearts, Did you happen to try any balloons, dry Lucky right. Charms when you're over in the States? No, I actually barely ate at all because the portions are so flippin' huge and as you can see I am literally a twig Yeah. Mm-hmm. and my mum's vegetarian I thought she was going to cry when we arrived in Los Angeles and she saw, <laughs> she saw what they had oh yeah you could share meals there easily even that was too much for us we're not big eaters yeah <laughs> well what I did do is I did have lunch at most having at Universal Studios that was pretty cool oh cool yeah uh, mm-hmm. is that where we had it as well or what, uh, uh, no we were in Orlando for that I, one. I was yeah. in the one in um, Los Angeles yeah. But, yeah that was the point I also knew I was no longer in Australia because I saw they had a chicken burger with waffles instead of a bun yeah. and I was chicken like and waffles. I was like gagging a little bit at that. <laughs> yeah they don't do anything 
everything in halves or double. They go tenfold. Well, the shuttle driver that picked it up from LAX, he had a drink that I swear to God was the size of my head, and his cup holder actually held it. Yep. <laughs> And that's like a standard stock issue cup holder as well. I know! That was the scary part. It was like, what on earth is going on? The Hollywood sign is tiny and so is the bloody Chinese theatre. You know those mega gulps from Squiggy Marks? The cup is this big. You need a cup holder for the American. Yeah, well... Homer understood that. Or maybe that's why we had the squishy made entirely out of syrup. (laughs) I like that joke from Parks and Rec as well. No, it's called a child size because you could fit a whole child in it. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) All right, we're getting towards the end. BT, what would you change about this episode? Who? Yeah, I don't have much, honestly. Um, unlike last one where I wanted to change pretty much everything, eh, everything flows pretty nicely here. It's not, you know, flawless, but I don't have any immediate ideas for fixes. So, uh, yeah, that'd be over to you. Uh, I guess if I had to change anything, it, it's really like scraping the bottom of the barrel nitpicking, but I am a serial nitpicker. <laughs> and I would probably, what you're going to say, Elliot, I think maybe Homer's storyline could have been a little bit different instead of just running through the streets saying babies hurt yourselves put dice up your nose like they could have been a little more creative than that but at the same time i can't complain too hard because it still was kind of funny yeah and that whole storyline is funny like everything about the episode generally works yeah i'm gonna agree and like i think even getting into the baby proofing story was a little clunky as well because it was just that woman shows up, they kick her out, and Homer decides he can do it better, and then he becomes a baby proofer. I don't think after th- being like nail gun to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that was the baby's fault, not the lack of baby proofing. That's true. While he was trying to baby proof. See, there's so many dangers around here, Maggie. Here, hold this nail gun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jordan saying all things. <laughs> you're, you're giving up an opportunity. What is wrong? Who are you? <laughs> well, because I'm actually bringing back to the last episode that Jordan was on because one of his gripes with whatever episode we were watching then is that, yeah, staple guns don't work that way and neither yeah. do nail guns because you've yep. got to have it up against the wall, yep. uh, giving a certain amount of pressure. There's blah, a pressure blah, guard blah. for that. It was worth it just to see Maggie gleefully shooting Homer with a nail gun anyway. Yeah. Well, we all know she's not above shooting people. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Especially <laughs> by this point, it was well established. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maggie's shoot count. <laughs> what would she be on now? It'd be a significant number, I think. Of what, shots fired? Or? Yeah, how many times she shot someone with some sort of implement? How many shots does she shoot at the uh, Mafia episode? Oh, she takes down at least, you know, the core four it's Mafia. Like five, mafia. F- at least five shots, roughly? Yeah, probably. That's six with Mr. Burns. <laughs> There's like 12 in this, so... Uh, it's a dangerous baby. And that's the ones we haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Yeah, of course I do. When uh, Milhouse and Ralph are shoved into a locker and they're a totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, cute. That was adorable. I do I like the suggestion of switching to a nice round Buddha instead of a pointy, I cannot remember the name of that deity, my apologies. Yeah, I didn't really like Homer's line, yeah, I'm Hindu as well, but yeah, you don't was, see me getting That was kind of pointless. Yeah, because yeah. I like the rest of it, especially their shock. No, we can't change. It's like, yeah, that would be the actual reaction. Yeah. But like, just the fact that he wouldn't know that and just the suggestion of, oh, you know, nice round Buddha. Yeah. Well, I thought it was kind of cute how they weren't offended that he was putting, like, putting, putting the giant foam <laughs> hands on there. They were like, oh, this is the solution to our problem we've been having. Uh, Willie's whole bit, first of all, his, you know, security camera office just has keep oot. That's always fun. <laughs> the Very sign good. gags in The Simpsons are always great Always, fun. always. And you'll find that even in the HDs era, they're still Oh, fun. like the one, keep out, oh, enter, I'm a sign, not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's on double red stripe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's just such a Simpsons pointing out a very insignificant life thing, like yep. when you have to change the receipts when you're working cash register, or mm-hmm. apparently, yeah, the double red stripe in a paper towel dispenser. Oh yeah, Important and and, stuff, and when you get excited about these things, you often go, "What does my life become?" <laughs> like, like I worked in an office for a little while, and like one day, at the stationery arrived, I got stamps, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the stamps here!" I'm like, "Oh god, what am I? What? I'm an adult now." Stationery is fun. Not stamps. Stamps are fun. You can stamp things with them. Not in a legal office, they're not, but, you uh, know. <laughs> Just got to use your stamp imagination. Stamp collection. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Simpsons ruined my brain with uh, the safety dance. You can oh. dance. You can dance. Everybody, look at your pants. I forgot this was from this episode. And yeah, this episode predated me hearing this song, and I thought someone was singing it one day, and I'm like, oh, that's from the Simpsons. And he, no. No. <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> educated my ass that, generally doesn't like 80s music but anyway yep. that song's fun I, I knew the song from scrubs <laughs> oh of course he can dance if he wants to he can leave his <laughs> friends behind because his friends and dance and <laughs> if they, they don't, don't dance, dance then they know friends are mine, mine. Oh, yep. I love the melody and the bridge of that song. It's so fucking good. Anyway. My mum so- absolutely hates it so we were sort of banned from playing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, tough upbringing. Uh, no. <laughs> well my dad played Bruce Springsteen so it sort of balanced out. Morning. Uh, huh? Just the bit with um it's a pretty great crowd out there. There's the inventor of the walkie-talkie. What? Where? Third row at the end. It is. And that's not his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Marge gets into her little gossipy side yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh, it's um, a scandal. I've really got to stop having those fantasies. Oh, maybe one more. <laughs> <laughs> and Abby, do you have any other notes? I just think it's a really fun episode. And like, like, see, it's season 12 and if it's still making us laugh this hard... Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely check it out if you haven't. Oh, for real. Like, um... I, I, I highly doubt anyone who's listening has not seen it, but. <laughs> All right. Time for my final notes. There was a weird part in the itchy and scratchy bit where there was the decapitated mother What the hell was that? <laughs> I do like the then call to us like, oh, I feel like they've crossed the line here. But then they stepped over the line again with Homer going, huh, sex sells. What, but what? Yeah, that, you, but what does that have to do with anything? The kids also give him that weird look of, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, I yeah. feel like that's also what the audience is it's doing. It's lamp- lampshading it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I like how Otto's got a World Industries logo underneath his bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect yes. for where he's doing the slow-mo jump. Oh, fucking perfect. Well, Otto also listens to tapes of, like, you know, songs that annoy bus drivers, yeah. so I guess anything's possible. He's a confusing man. <laughs> when Francine first walks on the bus and, like, there's, oh, red hair. I think her shoes are Canadian. She'll never fit in. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the giant head shackle brace. <laughs> Yeah, he's got it all going on. The head braces, the glasses, and a shirt that says Frankie says relax. Kind of made me think of when Bart has like the corrective shoes, the glasses, yeah. and, the, and, and the throat spray. Sounds like, you know, um, the nutty professor. <laughs> and Martin's like, your appearance is comical to me. <laughs> Milhouse, I'm a nerd. So am I. I. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right, it's time to rank this thing. It is BT's turn to go first. I'm feeling a decent bronze, like a good bronze, a solid, real, nice bronze. Maybe not a silver, I haven't decided. My guts are not there. I trust my guts. They're they're usually good at this. It's better than some bronzes, but I don't know if it's quite gotten that little bit of extra kapow. Abby? I think it's a low silver, because I do really enjoy the episode, but I will be the first to say it's not the golden age. All right, yeah, I was going to go with silver as well. Like, I think this is the most silveriest silver I've ever silvered. Like, because, again, I've just got to ding it from gold excellent because I probably laughed more in this one than a lot of episodes that I've given gold. But, yeah, I just can't um, ignore, you know, there's some story hiccups here and, you know, it's it's not flawless. So, yep, 
Everyone happy with rankings? Definitely. No Stop blur- trying to change me. No blurtings out? <laughs> you know I reserve the right at all times and forever. And now we have the right to call up Jordan at three yeah. in the morning if yes, we, we want do. to change and our And now ranks. we have the right to watch the next episode. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mentioned that averaging out, this will be a dull silver. This will be joining other such dull silvers as Simpsons Bible Stories, which is where they do Bible stories. <laughs> oh, you're pretty uptight for a naked chick. <laughs> <laughs> the old man and the sea student. That's when Bart breaks out the old people from the retirement home. 199 springs of Australia. <laughs> 199 springs. Oh, I love that one. We give up beautiful medals of gleaming gold, so-so silver, and shameful bronze. <laughs> and a couple of HD era episodes, 500 Keys, which was a favourite among us, which Ooh. has a very weird ending. Yeah, it does too. Yeah. I've not seen that one, so I can't comment i'd say it's worth it and also the nedliest catch when ned and edna get together oh i have seen that one mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a very cute episode it ruins it with internet voting has a very bad internet voting ending why did they do that beyond me because the internet <laughs> i'm seeing him tomorrow night oh really yeah yeah so was one of my employees whose dad surprised him with a ticket and i'm like I'll, I'll cover your shift, but slap your dad for ruining my schedule. Mm. Oh, shit. So you're <laughs> doing the double tomorrow? No, no. I'll get someone to cover the morning. Oh, but, uh... good. Anyway. All right. That does it for the teens era. Now we're going to the classic era episode, and we're going to season eight. Hurricane Nettie. Fuck, I'm excited. Me too. I mean, calm down. <laughs> we'll have to go now. Watch it in the den. In the den. May God have mercy on us all. And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 8, Episode 8, Hurricane Nettie. First released in December of 1996, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Steve Young. In this episode, come on, you know this one. Oh, everyone knows this one. (laughs) Like, title alone, that's all you need, Hurricane Nettie. What did we think, though? Quite good. Well, look, it was literally the first episode of The Simpsons I ever saw Mm -hmm. at the age of about six or so, and... I still think it's one of the best ever. Yeah, I was floored. This is another classic where my note-taking hand was on fire <laughs> after doing this one. I can vouch that it was on fire. <laughs> Got burn marks in my book now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is such a formative episode of The Simpsons, I think, and like a really great deep dive into Ned Flanders. Mm. So let's get into that deep dive. Abby, for better or worse, what's something that stands out to you from this episode? Well, it, Ned Flanders' rant, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's, it's actually my party trick is to recite that rant word for word. Yeah. You should um, use it in interviews as well. <laughs> well, I think I did with, with you, actually, Elliot. When Yeah, it was See? most pl- applicable in this interview. But... It was. Um, I mean, in general, without so any special skills you can bring to the company. Well, I, I always wow. say photographic memory in that yeah. normally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, him just like dissecting the town and just yeah. cutting everyone down. Because I did put this in my top 10 episodes in my, in my blog. Yeah. Thing is, my brother um used to say it's fine to be a Christian as long as you're not Ned Flanders. Like, mm. and what he meant by that is like you know just so perfect and happy all the time that you're not human anymore. Yeah. But apparently, Harry Shearer, who, who voices Ned among many many other characters, mm. he said that he actually had a really hard time recording the rant section because Ned never really goes like that yeah. ever. What, what does rage sound to him? Exactly. Yeah. 
no, that's a really interesting take. And man, I, I think no matter how many takes it took, I think they've got the fucking perfect oh, yeah. one here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is amazing line delivery. It's mm. just glorious, and all the jokes. You know, the last case you got to the bottom of was that case of Malibus. and poor Lenny. He yeah. didn't do anything. <laughs> it just got here. What's going on? Only been a few minutes. What's going on? <laughs> Mo, you ugly, hate-filled man. Hey, hey, hey. I may be ugly and hateful, but. What was the third thing you said? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Homer, you are the worst human being I have ever met. Me, I got off pretty easy. <laughs> I think in Homer's head as well, he got off easy because, like, there wasn't, like, a real joke, jokey thing that was said there. Like, mm. he just didn't mince words, though. It was so yep. brief and succinct. And, and like, oh. for Ned Flanders to say that, that really is the worst thing he oh, could yeah. have said, but Homer doesn't, <laughs> doesn't. That's why the joke works. Yeah, exactly. If it's not a clever rip on him, then uh, it's not mm. an insult to Homer. And the point where, you know, where Marge is, oh, everyone try their best. Like, well, my family and I can't live in good intentions, Marge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your family's got to hell, but you've got good Oh, your family's out of control. We can't blame you because yeah. you've got good intentions. My mom uses that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, there's just so many great line deliveries just in this section alone. Yeah. Fuck, Flanders is absolutely on fire in this one. And not just him. Like, Apu has great moments. <laughs> Homer has amazing moments. So does Lisa, Bart, yeah. Margie. Like, goodness, she's she's gunning for it. Yeah. Actually, this is one where it sort of starts out being about The Simpsons and then it slightly transitions into being about Flanders. Yeah. It's actually very pretty, eloquent. Like pretty that. much just laterally pans. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And in Rod's case, sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I have a headache. <laughs> that is another fantastic me. line. Of just, I don't know why, but I have a headache. <laughs> and Homer, I would make it my business to be a third wheel. <laughs> oh, fantastic. How about you, B? For better or worse, what's something that stands out to you from this episode? I think it's going to be one of my favourite lines, which is just, In the den, may God have mercy on us all. <laughs> Fucking again, wonderful line delivery. It's, it's such a ridiculous bit as well, but it works. It, I just, It's too much fun. No, I have to take a moment, though. It's going to be uh, Ned alone in the church, who's just like, why me? And that kind of, the way it's shot all in those kind of nice blues and looks very lonely and cold. And you can feel his solitude. It's a good moment. I actually didn't notice before, but on this rewatch, you know, trying to look out for symbolism and all that shit. Yeah, he's the only family that's in the church that was kind of prepared for a crisis. Like, they had all the cots laid out and everything. Maybe that's just their default setting, but yeah, his was the only family in town that yeah, actually... Yeah, that had, mm. had this happen to them, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I had to check because, yeah, Dr. Foster is one of my favourite one-time Simpsons oh. characters. And yeah, that was played by Hank Azaria, yeah. Oh, Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer, like the two yeah. of them yeah. are just unreal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two guys that don't play any of the Simpsons family, but yeah, fucking... Pretty much everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Yardley Smith is the only one who only voices one character. Yeah, yeah. And Julie Kavnar, like voices one character and then the relatives of that yeah, character. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that church scene, like, there was some great angles there in the starkness, especially, yeah, when he's when he's reading the Bible and... Um, it's a paper cut. <laughs> fucking killed it edges. Those, yep, they, so they smart. <laughs> I've done everything the Bible says, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's delivering these funny lines, you know, even kept kosher just to be on the safe side. And, like, mm. all the while the camera's panning and showing his isolation. Mm -hmm. and, oh, it, there's just so much information being fed in just the colouring of this scene. 
fucking wonderful. God yeah. damn, this like is the, a good uh, episode. The art design, the angles, like like the Bolorama flying yeah. through the air. <laughs> and then up perched on top of it, uh, what is it, above the... On top of the mountain. Uh, that's yeah. above the tunnel. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Carter-Nixon tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the standard grandpa drill everyone in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what stands out to me, um, i got to say just... I mean, picking back on both of your things, like just the piling on of all these like little things, you know, mm-hmm. not just the big thing of the house being destroyed. It's yeah, the paper cut, the glasses falling out of the, the frame. Leptorium being yeah. looted. Just <laughs> with Kent Brofing going, well then check in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'd forgotten about that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to keep a brave face for his family. Like, like you get the snap because they've just had so many of these little things build up. And especially with the fucking house, which <laughs> what my actually God. makes him lose it is his glasses breaking. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can hear the shatter; it's like the last thing shattering inside him. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful symbolism. Yeah, uh, for real. But yeah, the house I made just... with a wheelbarrow of love and a cement mixer of hope and some cement. Well, one out of twenty-five nails, I had. Oh, wonderful! Uh, have you ever tried lugging a toilet upstairs? <laughs> How did Barney get into that room? <laughs> the load-bearing post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just slams the door. Like, oh my no! Oh, we ran out of floor, so we painted the dirt. You know, pretty, pretty clever. clever. <laughs> they did build a house in a day. Yeah, in a night even. Marge only started making calls that night. Yeah. Like, and uh, the bunny in the master bedroom. Uh, apparently, the line delivery is based on Marsha Brady. <laughs> 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 oh my nose! <laughs> that one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, she gets hit in the face. The soccer ball one episode. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Barney, Barney, Barney. <laughs> and this is the room with electricity in it, but it's got too much. So I don't know. You might want to wear a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the house is just a big pitfall of wackiness that you know for their credit it actually starts out pretty good on the bottom level oh, yeah, yeah it's just as they got further up <laughs> <laughs> and further down a hallway that's <laughs> constantly shrinking <laughs> yeah that was a lovely little reference to a uh, willy wonka oh of course <laughs> yeah, that was sort of like an escher thing but yeah <laughs> well both yeah kind of wonka meets brady interesting and when i say MC willy wonka, wonka i mean the only willy wonka movie with gene wilder yeah no yes. we assume <laughs> because there is only one as far as i'm concerned i don't even know why you felt the need to say that there's only one <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Play count. How many times before tonight have you watched this episode? Oh, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Millions. <laughs> uh, hell, dilly, ding, dong, crap load. <laughs> yeah, look, this one might be to actually legitimately pushing triple digits for me. This is right right in the peak when I'm videotaping the episodes, and god damn, this one was so many repeated viewings. Like, this... Well, Six O'Clock Simpsons every night. This is one yeah. of the ones they played a lot. Oh, for real. Like, yeah. And for good reason. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. So let's talk about some of the wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, definitely. There was corn nog. (laughs) And cream deals. Wanted beef. (laughs) And and hurricane cat chow. (laughs) I I still wonder, though, how Lisa got out of the pineapple situation. Because they never, like I said, as a six-year-old when that happened, I I was legitimately scared that she was not going to be going home, that she was actually going to die. Yeah. And then, of course, cartoon logic. I know that now, but at the time, yeah. I was like, but how? What? 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 It's and okay. Then, Only Ralph got turned into a pie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just Ghost Ralph we've been seeing since. Yep. Would make a lot of sense. <laughs> it actually wouldn't, and I'm going to keep talking like that. But yeah, any other wacky things with this episode? Oh, Ned's, Ned's parents. Yes. <laughs> this is. What I love about Ned's parents is it's a subversion of the like classic trope of the kid that 
turns out into a beatnik because of their hardcore Christian parents. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's the opposite with yeah. The, yeah. the Simpsons flipped it on its head and like and gave us the immortal line: "Yeah, we've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in discipline." <laughs> It's like telling Gene Krupa not to go boom, 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 ba, ba, ba. And it's fucking, look up Gene Krupa. He is like one of my favorite drummers of all time. He is unreal. Like, Daddy Flanders doesn't give it justice there. Oh, doesn't he? I'm sorry I called him Daddy Flanders. It was a little weird. (laughs) What a riot. I mean, just the whole episode from start to finish, it's nonstop laughs. Yeah, and the wackiness of baby Ned going psycho and everything. <laughs> yes! <laughs> hey, hey, some of those books haven't been discredited yet. Yeah. And the very subtle uh, yeah. the joke the about dick the face. Dick Tracy and, yeah, prune face, dick face. Yep. <laughs> just cut just before. Yeah, never got it as a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And i got to say, Flanders has some serious skills like turning pages with his feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit cold. Can I have another straight jacket? <laughs> I love how willing he is for the whole committing himself process as well. Like, would like, you want to be dragged up kicking and screaming? <laughs> yeah. yeah, always go for the drama of the kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Even like when he's got the, uh, what do you call it, the face off with Homer or whatever you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't actually work like that anymore. <laughs> that's, just, that's just cartoon logic. Yeah, but I mean, just that he's like going along with it and he's like trying the process. Like, yeah, yeah he's still got that intrinsic Flanders putting up that wall of yeah. non-aggression. I just love that guy in the observation booth oh. just agreeing with everything. <laughs> Who's that guy? Because <laughs> he's amazing. He's like, uh, what? where's all this stuff he's reading? Did you write it? Uh, do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I said. <laughs> oh my God. He said he hates his parents. Do you know what that means? Um, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> means his cure. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> just like that chewing gum. Homer, Homer can you be that annoying? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just the clinical nature of their witty burns is like, I had sexual relations with your spouse or significant other. Now that's psychiatry. Previous instances in which I professed to like you were false. <laughs> I mock your value system. Fucking <laughs> uh, wonderful. This it's is just such a, a episode. great episode. And yeah, before we move on from the wackiness, the hurricane. Did we have anything wacky from that to mention? Spin the middle half top wise. <laughs> no, I know I let this thing down here in the first place. Yep. And then when they're praying for the hurricane to stop and it does, he fell for it. <laughs> yes, uh, and a fun little side note top wise is what they called clockwise before clocks. Oh, there we go. So now you know. <laughs> and, and like when Homer's preparing the house, he like the doors come so he hammers it over the window. Yeah, they have storm shutters, but they don't close any of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, here in Australia, when it's a cyclone, they just like put tape on the windows and stuff. But uh, yeah. And in this moment as well, Ned does everything right. He mm. tops his house. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing raincoats and like prepared. Yep. They um, go down to the shelterini. Yeah. But in Homer the Heretic, God saves his house from the fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he's being tested like Job. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> well, Job was right-handed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite the same. No, actually, the story never specified, I don't think. But, uh... I don't think so. But... And I love the hurricane <laughs> blowing through the harmonica store and making <laughs> oh, a nice little tune. And the harpsichord <laughs> next to Take that, harpsichords. The whole going through the town thing, it reminded me, this might seem a little silly, but it sort of reminded me of the anchor in the monorail episode being dragged through the town. Now, separating Siamese twins. This is a long, costly procedure. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) yeah, you call that an anchor? And yeah, the prisoner about to be executed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, them all disappointed. Oh, Uh, I thought we were going to see an execution. Yay. All right, so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? It wasn't like fun heart. It was the emotion of loss. Mm. You have a really good mystery 
correct. I think it's hard to remember this, having seen it so many times, when that they leave the cellar and they look at their house and like, oh, there's hardly any damage. Well, I used to do that lateral pan over the flander and just, it's gone. It's all gone. Disney gone. gone. And you get a little hint of the whole uh, Idlis being his repressed rage there yeah. as well. Gone, diddly on. Just... Which is a little, little bit of retcon, because they have kind of also established that that's just a family trait, when he has all the uh, barbecue with the extended family. Oh, yep. uh, yeah, that's right. Yes, they thought we wouldn't notice. We noticed. <laughs> I think it does sort of suit his character. I know, it makes oh, way It, it makes sense. total sense. And, like, I just think it's very, very clever how they... Like you said, they slowly build it up and like everyone else in the family actually handles it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, like Maud, she never like mm. she acknowledges it sucks, but like she doesn't have a breakdown and Todd and Rod, they love their t shirts. <laughs> Trivia, in case you guys didn't know, originally Todd's t shirt said butthole service, but the censors wouldn't allow it, so they just took off the last two letters and they said that was fine. <laughs> so that's why Todd's shirt says butthole surface. <laughs> yeah, the butthole surfers, yeah, as a band, had a lot of trouble getting gigs because of their name. But... No kidding. <laughs> they should have asked Spinal Tap if they could be the leading act. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't checked out the butthole surface, they're really good. I might drop in a bit of it here. They were all in love with dying, they were drinking from a fountain that was like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun sometimes, the images it shows. I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. And we're back. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Editing um, jokes, haha. Yeah, I, I, like you do feel for Flanders in this because he... he he did experience what you might call borderline abuse from his parents, neglecting him so much. Mm. So, yeah. like, you see, this is like the episode where Flanders becomes a three-dimensional human. Yeah. yeah. There's a great little speech by Homer. He's like, you're afraid to be human. Humans yeah. hate things. They get upset sometimes. They make mistakes. Yeah. And, uh, Wonderfully yeah. perceptive of Homer. And mm-hmm. just someone who really is kind of in touch with his emotions like that. Yeah. Oh, Homer's <laughs> in touch with his emotions, there's no doubt. You live so, down here and the impulse zone. Yeah. <laughs> you can argue in a lot of ways Homer's a much more rounded human being than mm-hmm. Flanders. Flanders is, really. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, maybe that ties into the Rosen as well, you know. Yeah. He, he's, he's not everything human. Flanders can't be. Yeah. Mm. But I suppose like this episode really shows what's the best about the Simpsons. They have the the heartstring moments, mm-hmm. but it's still so funny. Yeah, yeah. for real. That they build up this story as well, and like before you know it, you're like, oh fuck, Flanders is in trouble. Like mm-hmm. and it's still peppered with jokes throughout. Like, oh, ridiculously good writing <laughs> yeah it was like it's like duffless you know that's a great mm. episode about homer you know going to alcoholic anonymous and there's like a million good jokes there but it ends with one of the most touching scenes yeah. of them riding into the sunset on a bike yeah mm-hmm. oh. it's falling on my head, head. <laughs> but that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red la 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 <laughs> but ultimately did this feel yes. like an episode yeah like we've we been saying it is did. the sky blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bears do it in the woods is the Pope Catholic? Well, actually, the sky was briefly grey when the hurricane. <laughs> All the leaves are brown and the sky is grey. And the, the leaves, leaves are brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you have to say, All the leaves are brown. All the leaves are br- Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sketch show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? I'll try and stop. I'll probably put it on when I get home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again, definitely. And if we're going to watch it again, we're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist would this go in? Uh, Rushes at the Quickie Mart. Oh, put yeah. it with Whacking Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, Whacking Day. Uh, yeah, good Flanders episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Leftorium episodes. Insane asylums. Disaster episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we haven't talked about the cameos in the mental asylum with John Schwartzwelder. And- yeah, that is such... Oh, that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and um, the, uh, Jay it Lan... Stinks, uh, it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> The yeah. one guest star of the Everything episode, stinks. John Lovitz. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Sherman. John Lovitz, like, like he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned when it comes to voice acting. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> wait for his personal life. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I mean, in terms of his voice acting. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, a streetcar named Marge. Like. Yeah. yeah. His early Simpsons characters are up there with the best. Yeah. Like you said, Llewellyn Sinclair and the owner of the Shelbyville power plant. <laughs> but yeah, in real life, John Lovitz, bit of a right wing chud. <laughs> oh, so is James Woods. Yeah. 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 Doesn't make him any less good of a bad guy in Hercules. So. He's like the best thing about that movie, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he plays Hades. Yep. He does. Oh, I love totally. how he talks about like a lawyer or an agent than a villain. <laughs> yeah, that's meant to be how he got the job. They were... I have 24 hours to destroy this bozo or the entire planet I'm working on for 18 years blows up in smoke and you are wearing his merchandise! <laughs> yeah, because most villains up until that point are just... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was apparently the thing. They were like, every other person going for it was like, I'm Hades, God of Hell. And he was like, well, I'm not doing that. So he's walking around, hey, I'm Hades, how are you doing? And he's just like, oh, that's a new tie, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Trivia, I actually played Meg on stage a few years ago oh, in a nice. pantomime, in oh, the Hercules cool. pantomime. <laughs> it was a slightly different storyline, but the characters were all there. Oh, wonderful. BT, is there anything you'd like to change about the episode? Hmm, because yes, but it requires time. That means time that has to be cut from somewhere else, and I don't know, because I feel like the third act is a bit rushed. We get to the asylum, and then we kind of get Ned out of there. It's all very, very quick, but that's not, strictly speaking, a problem, but it is very fast. Mm-hmm. And I think things really pick up, like, Freak Out and Post Freak Out are definitely the best parts of this episode, but that's also the fastest, so... Mm. I'd like to see more time. If they could just find five minutes from space and put it in there and give us a little bit more <laughs> to breathe with, I would quite like it. Yeah, but, this was already without an intro and yeah, exactly. a super like, quick couch. And cut. there's nothing I think is filler or needs to be cut to make space, so I don't know where you would get it from, so just pull it from like a different episode and put that time in here. Yep. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. <laughs> How about you, Abby? To be perfectly honest, I don't think I changed a single thing. It's one of those episodes that I just cannot fault in any way. Mm. Yeah, I'm no good, not not enough at writing to be good at writing this. <laughs> I don't say that lightly either because I'm a serial nitpicker and anyone who reads my blog will know that. <laughs> but like with this one, I really can't think of anything I didn't like, any joke I didn't laugh at, like nothing. Yeah. And that's really quite rare. No, absolutely. And, you know, I had so much pre-laughter in this episode as well, just seeing things coming as, oh, it's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the classic Simpsons at its best. Yeah. And BT, did you have any other notes? Mm, naturally. Lisa, there's been a hurricane here since 1871. Yeah, but the uh, Hall of Records mysteriously blew away. I can't, I fucked that up entirely. The records only go up to 1979 when the Hall of Records was was mysteriously blown away. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And just a poos, please, please, everyone wait, you'll all have a chance to be gouged. And and everyone's like, oh, good. The quickie mark gouges. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And yeah, just Kirk like, oh, I wanted to rush it. (laughs) Uh, The quick little A bit where he's just like, I was born in this nursing home and I'll die in this nursing home. Oh, is there any chance we can get you to change your mind? Sure, let's go. <laughs> I mean, Reverend, is, is God punishing me? Uh, short answer, no, with an mm. if. Long answer, yes, with a but. Oh, Reverend Lovejoy, he is like, I think he's a little underrated, to be honest. Oh, yeah. He's my mum's favourite character because he's got no love, no joy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, mum. <laughs> I think my favourite joke ever involving him was, it's all over, people, we don't have a prayer. <laughs> yeah, just how ready he is to yeah disown the religion. and. Ned, have you ever 
never considered one or the other religions. They're all pretty much the same. <laughs> Why do you hate my trains? Uh, my final note is God welcomes his victims outside the church <laughs> yes. when they're taking in hurricane relief victims. Wow. Well, even more, she was all, um, what did she say? Oh, Nettie, I thought I was about to be. Uh, and Nettie, it was terrifying. I thought I was headed for the eternal bliss of paradise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonderful darkness that exists within the whole belief system. And Nettie doesn't believe in insurance. He considers it a form of gambling. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, yeah. he's not. But... How about you, Abby? Any other notes? Well, like I said, my party trick is reciting the yep. the rant, so I'm not going to do that now because I think <laughs> we're running out of time. But like, just any moment that Flanders is on screen in this episode is fantastic. And in Reverend Lovejoy... Um, He's, he's just so much fun. And Ken Brockman, I think, needs a mention for, well, it's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually helping the looters. But yep. as Mayor Quimby said, oh, God, can't this town go one day without a riot? <laughs> yeah. No. No, it can't. Is there anything fluffier than a cloud? If there is. I don't want to know about it. All right. Well, it's time for my final notes. A little bit of James L. Ralph. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. We're going to be in a pie. <laughs> That's what the pumpkin said. (laughs) One of our patients is a cannibal. Try to guess which one. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. (laughs) I noticed that Miss Botts was also in the Asane Asylum, the babysitter bandit from season one. Oh my gosh, she was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as well as John Swartzwater and someone, uh, when they get out, someone has a free John Swartzwater sign. Yeah, that's really clever. And I did like the things that Homer was trying to get Ned mad about. Uh, Mosquito bites and fluorescent lights. Like, he's right. Those things are annoying. I need to change these things. <laughs> yeah, but they hum like angels. Yeah, but it's annoying getting bitten by mosquitoes in the studio yeah, all but, night. But of all the things he could hate, it was the post office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For being too efficient and quick. Or for doing too rush, yeah. rush, rush. Mm. I mean, I'm not surprised. I do know someone who was once got in trouble at work for being too happy and bringing everyone down by his good mood. <laughs> Bastard. Wow. Yeah, he literally got pulled into the office and said, look, you're too happy. You're making everyone miserable by being too happy. Interesting. It goes all the way around. Yeah. Well, if you ever need a favor, just look for the happiest guy in Springfield. Oh, no, no, not he me. needs himself, but thanks, friends. Yeah. How do hey. we almost miss that? There's so many good one-time characters. Fuck the favorite happy guy in Springfield. Oh my god, that's. So I good. think maybe one day you should do a list of like all the best one-time characters. Like, yeah. there's even someone who appears for like a split second yeah. in um, Trash of the Titans. Are you tired of having to peel that last snotty Kleenex in the bottom of the trash can? <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and we saw earlier yeah. Frankie says, "Relax, kid." <laughs> I reckon he's yeah. not a great one. Time oh, character. Uh, just the guy with the giant hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the very tall guy the, driving the Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Hey, ones. everybody, look at this. It's that boy who laughs at everyone. Let's laugh at him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of cars, yeah, Ned's line. And if you really tech me off, I'll run you over with my car. Yeah, that was unsettling. <laughs> I think he was going for humour then. Yeah, because the doctor kind of gives him a mm, no yeah. kind of shake. <laughs> I, I just wonder, was this episode before or after Homer Loves Flanders? After. Season five. Yeah, so um, Homer definitely had a run-in with Flanders' car before. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, been a source of ticking him off because he came close to punching him in that episode as well. Yeah, he thinks he hates Homer Simpson and Homer thinks he hates Ted Cobble. (laughs) Oh, oh, no, I find him witty and entertaining. Good night. (laughs) And it's time to rank this thing. Abby, your turn to go first. Cubic Zirconia. Yep. By far. No contest. It's just (laughs) the... Everything you want in a classic Simpsons episode, it's like right up there with Last Exit to Springfield as one of the greatest ever. 
Yeah, I'm with you on there. I'm going Cubic Zirconia as well. I love how much this is a deep dive into Flanders. I think it's eloquently set up. There's so many memorable lines and so many wonderful jokes. This was just as good on repeat as it's ever been over the years, BT. Well, I came in on our gold, and I've been debating that ever since, because Elliot's a pacifist, and Abby is too small to fight me. <laughs> However, I'm I fun-sized. Feel- yeah. <laughs> However... I feel like due to the many great passing lines and many quotable moments from this one and the fact that after eight seasons we still get a deep dive into a character we've had pretty much from the beginning, I shall move this to a cubic zirconia. It is a low cubic zirconia. It is not perfect. You would not sell it to your sweetheart for an engagement present. I fucked that up entirely. (laughs) However, my veneer of serious... buy her an engagement ring off their fiancé. Well, I don't know what kind of patriarchal world you live in, but in an even society, I'm just kind of carrying on with this voice, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cubic? Yes. But only just. All right. This will be a unanimous Cubic Zirconia. But only just. And this will be the fourth episode from season eight to get a unanimous Cubic Zirconia. It'll also be joining Brother from Another Series. Yes. uh, Sideshow Bob and Cecil. Nuts for Fraser. Yeah. We own every single episode and it's ah. incredible how they hold up as well as The Simpsons Can do. Can I ask you then, did he ever find out what to do with those tossambled scramb- <laughs> and scrambled eggs? I'm just going to leave. <laughs> no, he didn't. He Fraser just left the building. <laughs> I'm going to leave the freaking building. You know, they were actually going to have a Maris appearance in the episode Brother for Another Series, but the writers from Fraser put a stop to that. Yeah, good. Yeah. You never see Maris. That's what they said. You can't, you can't do that. She's like the Bible. She's got too many traits that contradict the other traits. If anything, maybe do like a Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget style appearance mm-hmm. where you just see her back in one hand. Yes, her fetching little underbite was perfect for the Barracuda. <laughs> uh, also be joining the old man and the Lisa, the little Lisa yes! animal slurry. Mm-hmm. And recently reviewed Homer's Enemy, the Frank oh, Grimes episode. Grimy. Yeah. This one actually reminds me a lot of the L- little Lisa's slurry one. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Just in, the, in its formatting and its pacing. It's very quick third act, but it still works very Putting well. a character in a situation unfamiliar Don't ask me to why. Them. This is just feelings. Yeah. Um, um, well, I guess it's kind of got a, another breakdown in terms of Homer having four simultaneous heart attacks. <laughs> yeah. Code blue. Code, Code blue. blue. Code blue. I was actually about to say it's reminding me of Homer's enemy in the way that, like... Grimes yeah. goes insane. Yeah. He goes insane, doesn't understand this world, is trying to like explain what's so wrong with it. Same well, with Flanders. Well, that's what they were doing with Homer's enemy. They were saying what would happen if a real person yeah. was in the Simpsons world. Yeah. yeah. That was a tough one to review, but I think we got it right. Yeah. It, it's hard because it's it's such a mean-spirited yeah. ending, but it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's still in on the joke, so yeah, it's hard to hate it. Because <laughs> mm, when you think about it, Homer really has done amazing stuff and he doesn't deserve a oh, single yeah. thing. There's that great moment of, you've been to outer space. You've never been? <laughs> <laughs> Fancy clothes and lobsters for dinner. Lobsters. <laughs> All right, now, before we get out of here, we just like to briefly talk about things that we're into lately. Books, TV, video games, music, movies, uh, sponges, um, brooms, why not? <laughs> BT, what are you into? I mean, I feel like you're trying to give me a subtle message I should clean more, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. No, Sparkle. Yeah, if only. <laughs> uh, like, I actually finally have things. I finally got around to starting to watch Chernobyl. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but for reasons I really find hard to understand or explain, but I think that's 
part of the its sound design is excellent which is a weird thing to say but it really works but you don't need me to tell me that you know people know that's good it's a good show i'm going to recommend a show on youtube called one hit wonderland by youtuber todd in the shadows basically he does a quick retrospective of various one hit wonders looks at who were they beforehand who were they after did they deserve better did they ever do anything else and yeah it's a little bit like uh, music modern history and being someone who likes modern history and music it is a good show like i've been binging it like crazy oh wow that sounds really up my alley yeah so just type in one hit wonderland look for a song you like and yeah enjoy Awesome. How about you, Abby? What have you been into lately? Well, um, I'm suffering through season three of The Handmaid's Tale, hoping it's going to amount to something in the end, because they've sort of written themselves into a corner now Whoops. and going, oh, Jesus, help, what do we do? Is season one and two worth the ride, though? I've... Oh, definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Season three, it's just very slow, and like they keep bringing in plot points, and I'm like, okay, but you've forgotten like, all the other ones you've also established. Like, What are you actually... Like, you, yeah. You're no closer to the goals you're trying to... Yeah. I'm a, I haven't read the book, but I'm assuming they ran out of book already. Oh, oh. <laughs> end of season one they did yeah I kind of like, figured like for, so the yeah. fact they're going for another two seasons seems kind of like a bad idea it wasn't well, designed it's not. for it I just think they're trying to do things without thinking about where it's all going yeah, to end up I, I'm problem. still optimistic that they can they've still got half of the episodes of season yeah, three yeah. so they might be able to Turn around. and I think the last episode began to indicate they would but I just wish we hadn't had to sit through six boring episodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that with like borderline torture porn some of the stuff that the handmaids oh and also I um, I'm an actress I'm in a show right now called Three Weeks in Spring it's a brand new musical at the State Theatre about Gallipoli so feel free to check that out Mm -hmm. and I've also just finished my makeup course at TAFE Oh, nice. cool. So I've been watching a lot of makeup tutorials. My favorite stage makeup tutorials come from Catherine Steele and Emily Martinez, a.k.a. Wanda Blush. And I'm also a really, really big fan of Dom the Bomb because he does a lot of gaming and Let's Play, especially The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. So those are my current favorite channels. Excellent. Awesome. And how about your blog as well? Would you like to plug that? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, I also have a blog, abstar921.com. It's where art is analyzed, critiqued, and reviewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've read your Simpsons articles, naturally. There's a few of them, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got the Top Tree House of Horror segments. Yes. Top Emotional Moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, your top, favorite em- My favorite episodes? episodes. But I probably would like to revisit that one because I wrote those a few years ago and I, I think... I'm 27 now, like, you know, your your opinions change. And there's more stuff to talk about, like maybe my least favorite episodes from the golden (laughs) age. Yeah. Or why I might like, I actually like the principal and the pauper, so why I like that episode. And I'm also, um, I do a lot of musical theatre talking as well and film analysis and like I compare movies sometimes. So feel free to check that out. Awesome, yeah. And yeah, what I've been into lately, look, not much new. The newest thing I've watched is The Lion King at the theatres, and it wasn't bad, but there's just the inherent problem of it being like a live action no photo realistic cgi live action the characters are just super expressionless and i find there's a disconnect between them singing and like the um, animated vocal delivery and kind of the stoic animation delivery mm. their version of be prepared fucking sucks they really? swung that song it is dope. they swung it i heard they cut it down yeah they cut it down it's more like beat poetry done behind a swinging beat no, and no. it's terrible it's meant to be like literally the best song in the entire yeah. thing yes it's meant to be menacing and they almost militaristic they turn the hiatus in the fucking third reich mm. in the cartoon mm-hmm. yeah I, i'll actually say they did do better for the hyenas this time round fucking eric andre and keegan michael key nail it beyond 
Beyonce oversings the shit out of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. It is just a vocal gymnastic vomit copter. Um, (laughs) So this is like... Like, yes, Beyonce, we know you can sing. Yeah. Uh, It literally... Can you feel... Oh, say, (laughs) can you... I'm asking, can you see... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was an anti-recommend, but like I've just been revisiting some things lately. Over the weekend, Splatoon 2 had their final Splatfest, and yeah, just genuine love for that game, man. Like, you know, a very good-natured shooter. It's hard to come by these days. It's and- a weird world when I come home and I can hear the Splatoon sound effects. I'm like, must be Splatfest. <laughs> and that's a word I understand for some reason. <laughs> And yeah, I've also been doing a little bit of Binding of Isaac, which I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. And yeah, yeah. To BT. Which... Oh, I'm OG though. Yeah. It's got to be the original version. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all Afterbirth Plus. No, no Afterbirth Plus, just original <laughs> Binding of Isaac. And also there's a podcast I've been getting into lately called Strong Songs. It's uh, a guy that, now I'm spacing his name, uh, insert it here, Elliot. Kirk Hamilton. That, yeah, just does musical analysis. He, like, recently did Barracuda by heart, satisfied from the musical Hamilton, oh, which... Oh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to see that in New York, or...? Uh, no, it was sold out for, like, the next, like, two years when I got there. <laughs> and when I went to London, they said, oh, yes, 500 pounds for the cheapest Ooh. ticket. And I'm like... Lin Manuel, I would marry you, but... <laughs> 500 pounds, that's... Well, it's coming out here next year, so... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting how that's going to be received. Yeah. <laughs> well, if London Alexander can, Hamilton. Well, if, if, if London can like it when they were literally yeah. making fun of yeah. a mentally ill monarch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You'll without, be back. Yeah, yeah. We, they never even mentioned that he was mentally ill. Mm. The guy literally adopted a pillow and thought, thinking it was a baby. Yeah, Royal's got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> I will send a fully armed battalion to remind, remind you of my love. Yeah, we saw it in New York. <laughs> it New was... York, you can be a new man. <laughs> I remember when we were drunk uh, and we were singing my shot. I don't, you told me about it later. (laughs) Well, that is a very good drinking song. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we're just walking down the streets of New York, no one's around, and we're just, I'm not throwing away my shot. (laughs) No one's going to question that in New York, trust me. (laughs) All right, anyway, yep, that about does it for us. Abby, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I hope I can come back sometime. Absolutely. Mm. And BT, you'll be back. I mean, of course I'll be back. If we didn't close, I'd never leave. (laughs) And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house! Mustard. May God have mercy on us all. all. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! All right. Um, yep, I am talking good. And uh, Superman so talks good. You talk well. Yes. We've done your line <laughs> test now, BT. I'll be muting your mic. All right. Just going to take a quick pause because I forgot my water because I don't have my shit together. Get your shit together, Elliot. Get your shit together. You at home can get your shit together as well. <laughs> I also don't think Mean Girls is very funny, but... Take that, Tina Fey. It, it was it was built up to me for years as the greatest movie ever. Oh, okay, I, kept, I kept hearing all the lines, and when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, oh okay. Not, not your fault. Hype is the enemy of enjoyment. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. I absolutely adore Millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought nobody liked Millhouse. Interesting. Well, I, I, I'm an exception. No one in the Simpsons world does, but because yeah. he's, more, he's more of a big sister. <laughs> BT. 
the question. All right, so we'd like to ask our new guests, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? Or failing that, what's the best sandwich? Okay, the sandwich I always go for, chicken, cheese, spinach, mayo. Interesting. It's Interesting. to die for. <laughs> chicken, cheese, spinach, mayo. Yeah, no, I think I'm on board. Bread? I go with Turkish. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yes. Get a bit of crunch in there. That sounds good. Or focaccia, you know? Yeah. This is a very sensible sandwich. I know. <laughs> Marge, I'd like to be alone with the sandwich for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Ned's building ink all over my poems. He's a real flat tie. I mean, a cube, man. He's running us on the train to Squaresville, Mona.